This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club on Fubar Radio. It's Christmas! <laughs> We're, uh, happy Christmas, Nathaniel. Happy Christmas, Nick. It's what's the date today? It's, uh, it's December 25th. Christmas Day. It's the 14th of December. Of, so we've got 10 days till the big day. We've got 10 days, days till, till the, the day before the big, big day. day. Uh, it's Jeebus's birthday. Happy <laughs> birthday. Jeebus. Jeebus. Um, so uh, my name's Nick Helm. And my name is Nathaniel Metcalf. <laughs> do we say our surnames? Do we say our surnames? Yeah, my, my, name's, my name's Nick. My name's Nat. And together we're the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Chucky Wucky Doo Da. Chucky Doo. There's a shop in uh, Soho that's like a, a, a cake shop that's called Chucky Wucky Doo Da. Yeah, no. And when I see it, I go, uh, fuck off. Uh, there was a TV show called Chucky Wucky Doo Da, and uh, <laughs> Alice Cooper was in an episode. They made an Alice Cooper cake, and they spent the whole episode talking about how they were going to go and deliver a cake to Alice Cooper. Um, yeah. I mean, he loved it in the moment that he got it, but literally it was on his itinerary of stuff he had to do <laughs> before he went on stage. Oh, and then Chucky Wucky Doodah are going to show what? up. you got to play, uh, you gotta play uh, golf. You've got to pray to your God. You've got to not drink. You've got to not do any crack cocaine. You've got to say hello to Chucky Wucky Doodah. What? <laughs> what? Um... So fucking yeah, Chucky Wucky Doo Dah. It's the worst. It just makes you want to punch yourself in the the fucking dick. Mm. Makes you want to fucking stick your dick in a cake and bake it, and uh, and then eat it. Um, so Chucky Wucky Doo Dah for any of your <laughs> chocolate cake needs. Um, I don't. Yeah, Was that but, paid sponsorship? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> chocolate cake isn't big at Christmas, is it? No, it isn't. No, yeah, but Christmas has got those traditions where you end up having. There's lots of things that I don't really like. I don't really like the Christmas cake, or like uh, Christmas cake is fucking rank. I really like turkey. We're doing like the opposite of what we normally do. I know we've been we're, we're doing, doing like negative. Bar humbug. By, maybe by the end of it, we have been visited by three ghosts, and uh, we'll be a lot happier. I love Christmas though. I'm a big Christmas fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Are you a fan of Christmas, Nick? Um, I love Christmas. Well, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I do love Christmas. <laughs> I do. I do. And, um, I, I've, the last last Christmas um, gave me a heart. And the very next day, uh, you put it on eBay yes. because it's the twenty first century. Um, <laughs> last Christmas, I was very ill, um, and uh, I ended up um, making a Christmas dinner. I think I remember this. For me and uh, my lover, and uh, <laughs> Chucky Wucky Doodah. For me and old Chucky Wuck, that's what I call her. Um, and um, yeah, what did I make? I made a beef rib, um, oh, and nice. it was, yeah, I went to the butcher's uh, a couple of days before Christmas, and I bought that's a- the thing, isn't it? You don't have to have turkey, do you? Just have something you like. I don't like it's your Christmas. I think turkey is fucking disgusting. It's really. Uh, th- um, what do you call it? The I've only had one nice turkey, and that was when I was filming. Um, uh, for uh, Eat Your Heart Out, and I went to the, the premium turkey uh, farmer in London, in England, and uh, yeah, it was really good. He he did it himself. But uh, apart from that, no. Um, and I, I'm only saying that because. <laughs> 
In the off chance we get a second series. <laughs> We're never going to get a second series of that. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, so I don't really like techie. I don't like the flavour and I don't like the texture. And do you know what I love? Chicken. Why not just have chicken if you're going to have some? But the chicken doesn't feel special enough. So you've got to have a goose or a duck or uh, something else that's, you know... I presume the turkey came in because it's such a large bird, and that it was it was the idea of having like lots of people around now, right? But if you're only having like two or three people, you're gonna have packs of it left over. Yeah, but I was watching a, um, I was watching a Rick Stein episode, and now I'm a little bit like I'm not sure where which country he was in. I think he was in, I think he was being cooked for by a Vietnamese lady. And she was saying that turkeys, they put them in zoos. Well, it seemed to go and st- it's not a very good zoo, is it? <laughs> <laughs> They're just such weird animals in the East. So you just like look at them and go, oh, it's a turkey. But it's like looking at a fucking, I don't know, a camel or something. I suppose, I suppose. You just like go, wow, look at that beast. It's so unusual. I mean, you wouldn't think, oh, stick that in my gob. Fucking, no. It's like eating an eagle. Do you, you know, know what like, I mean? You can't eat every bird. But do you know when you see like a kangaroo? Like, I've never seen one in real life, but you see a kangaroo, film of a kangaroo or something. Yeah. Kangaroos are one of those animals that I sort of go, that doesn't make sense, does it? Do you know what I mean? It's sort of so weird. Oh, the, a kangaroo? Yeah. Just so weird, concept. you just think, yeah, fucking this. eat that. <laughs> but just, it doesn't, it, they sort of seem a bit fictional, I think, kangaroos. Yeah. They've but, got literally got this um, funny, like, they've got the little pouch in the front. That seems a bit, what, like a toy or something? They, they seem a bit too, like... They've been made. Made up. Yeah, made up. They're a bit too cute. Yeah. Uh, the pouch is not cute. It's full of mucus. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think it's connected directly to the vagina. Oh. And I think that they, uh, uh, the, the, the little joeys are born and yeah. then they're kept in the pouch. Oh, so they just sort of crawl out a bit. The fact that they've in. got a fucking pouch, when you actually think about it, I've just taken that for granted no, all my life. that's what I mean, that's what they've I mean. They've got a fucking, it's like they're wearing a fucking hoodie. Exactly. That's it's fucking too, mental. That's what, and that's what I'm, exactly what I'm talking about. We're blowing the lid off kangaroos. Kangaroos. Live, pre-recorded, on Fubar. Uh, yes. Like, what? Oh, you sh- there's a bit of a time delay, isn't there, on the uh, update of the thing? Anyway, so um, Turkey's not a big fan of. So, anyway, I went to, and got some. Uh, went to, uh, got, um, so, my family traditionally mm-hmm. um, have uh, pork pie for breakfast. Pork pie? Yeah. With um, my sister really loves piccalilli. My sister's vegetarian. Except for on Christmas Day when she eats pork pie. <laughs> I quite like that. And, we were, and I'm, I'm just like going, hang on a minute, she eats pork pie. She's not like a... And everyone is like, shh, don't mention the pork pie, Nick. So uh, it's, it's not worth it's not worth the trouble. <laughs> Although she's listening, so... Uh, Merry Christmas. So Merry Christmas. But perhaps she doesn't eat pork pie anymore. Kangaroos have three vaginas, apparently. That's why kangaroos are my favourite animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. <sighs> Always something to be busying yourself with. (laughs) Um, What? Just think of that. You you mean you'd get one for each hand and potentially your face. And your penis. I didn't even think of that. Um, So (laughs) Not enough. (laughs) Not enough holes. I suppose it's got a mouth, hasn't it? So. (laughs) um, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Um, Speaking of, uh, anyway, speaking of pork pies, um, 
Kangaroos. So, um, <laughs> so um, yeah. So, pork pie uh, breakfast. So pork pie for breakfast, and then um, oh whatever. Anyway, so I bought beef rib, and I spent all day cooking it exactly right, and it was absolutely amazing the way it came. But I was too ill to eat it. Oh no. <laughs> so I didn't do anything. Didn't really open my presents. Didn't do you know. Just stayed in my flat ill. Well, this year is going to be better, isn't it? So do I like Christmas? I love Christmas. I do love the idea of Christmas. I like going back uh, to St Albans, which is quite a Christmassy place. Uh, I like going out and bumping into people that... um, Yeah. I told you that story. Oh. Where I I had the worst Christmas Eve ever. Where It wasn't the worst Christmas Eve. It was pretty bad Christmas Eve. Where I went... um, I went out. Um, should I say it? I do? Yeah, I, I know. I really like the story. So um, I was, um, uh, I went back to St Albans. I didn't grow up in St Albans. I grew up in Finsbury Park. And then we moved to St Albans much later. And I've always had sort of like a bit of a conflicting um, feeling about St Albans. I was a teenager in St Albans. Um, it's a lovely place to visit. It's very Christmassy. It has a Christmas market. Um, and anyway, so I went back to St Albans on Christmas Eve and I went out with all of my, uh, uh, well, with some of my friends, but they were really friends of friends, where my best friend, uh, who I was best friends at his, uh, I was best man at his wedding, uh, John Harrison, the uh, bad the guy from man. Star Trek into the Wickedest Darkness. man in the universe. The wickedest man in the universe. Um, so I went back, but he wasn't back that year. He'd just got married or he'd just had kids or something, so he wasn't around. This was a couple of years ago. And uh, and so I ended up going to the pub with the people that he would have gone to the pub with, and I was kind of and I had like a couple of friends, but then there was sort of like an ex girlfriend of a friend, and I did like the rounds. So I was just like, oh, does anyone want a drink? I was like, wanted to like ingratiate myself. But me and this girl never got on with each other, and uh, she sort of like looked at me from across the table and kind of <laughs> gave me like a, a, a malicious squint and said, uh, "Yeah, I'll have a prosecco." And I was like, a fucking Prosecco. I mean, you can, you can have, a, I don't mind getting you a fucking wine, but I didn't say this. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, a Prosecco? Yeah, sure. I'll get you a Prosecco. But you know. <laughs> but I she knew. Knows. She, we knew that she'd overstepped a line there and yeah. that, uh, that she wasn't. Anyway, so, um, so I went to the bar and I got everyone around a drink and it was like that. And then there was like a, I don't know, there was like a domestic going on between a brother and a sister <laughs> and they were angry. And someone said something that was quite funny and I laughed. And uh, and the guy turned around to me and he said, uh, uh, "All right, Nick, nobody cares that you're famous." <laughs> and, and I was like, "What? I'd like I didn't I hadn't done anything. I was being I'll tell you like, what it was. It's because you bought that prosecco. It's because I bought the. I was showing off buying <laughs> prosecco. Hello. Showing off buying prosecco for people that I had an ancient grudge with. <laughs> and uh, it was just, it was crazy because it was just like, all I did was I didn't I didn't I was very I I was trying to be like. In real in real life, I'm trying to be as invisible as possible. I don't want anyone to talk to me about anything like that and uh, and inconspicuous. Is that the word? Hmm. I try and go, uh, and you know, I was wearing like a, a big hat and a disguise. <laughs> <laughs> like I was doing everything that I could to kind of like, and he said, "Don't it, nobody." And it was just like really kind of like out of the blue because all I did was I laughed at someone's joke. It wasn't even me that was talking. Um, what, so you laughed at someone's joke and they said, oh, yeah, just because you're, you're laughing at someone what's, else. Someone else's joke. Yeah. I, I think that he must have, been, it must have annoyed it. It was obviously a bigger deal for it. It was always something that's been building in his head, right? He's yeah. gone, he's been thinking about it. Mm. Going, he's changed. He was so angry. Well, I didn't know him. It's right, the thing. Okay. He was the brother of someone that I sort of knew. 
and it was kind of like, oh, okay. Um, but he said it angrily. It wasn't like, he wasn't like joking. And it was just sort of like this really weird thing. So I was felt instantly like, I thought I was back at home and I was one of the gang and then I wasn't part of the gang anymore. And it was like, oh. So I was just like, oh, okay. So then the, like, the night continued sort of like that. And then, um, and I just remember just like, going, I really miss John. And so uh, we all got hammered. And then on the way, um, on the way home, um, there was like this uh, pizza kebab shop that we used to go to. I think where you could buy a pizza and a coke for two ninety nine. Um, it's like a seven inch pizza with three toppings, or maybe it was one ninety nine. But um, uh, but you could buy a pizza with three toppings and a can of coke. And every Christmas <laughs> we'd uh, on the way home, or maybe it was New Year. I think it was Christmas. Uh, at like three o'clock in the morning, you'd stumble down the road, you'd stop <laughs> off, you get yourself a pizza, and then you'd walk home, and then you'd ruin Christmas Day. Really. Keep you going to get your pork pie. <clears throat> yeah, and um, and so uh, so I went. Uh, I, I was just sort of like I've missed him so much, and every year we'd do it, and uh, and now he's all like married with kids, and you know it's all different. And so I had one, it was like, it was a phone from a few phones ago. So it wasn't sort of like the latest. And there was like a sign outside the front of the shop just down the road. And I was drunk and I was like all bleary eyed. And I got my phone out and I'd never felt so alone. And I saw this <laughs> sign saying pizza and a Coke for two ninety nine. Any any two toppings, any three toppings. Bit of continuity, isn't it? Bit of continuity in life. And you just think, oh God, if John was here now, we'd go in and get a pizza. And I felt like, I felt... I felt unloved and I felt outdated and I felt like life has moved on without me and I've come back to St Albans and everyone's got older and um, what have I done with my life? And I'm not welcome. I'm, I'm in between two stalls, aren't I? I'm not, I'm not welcome with the people that I used to, you know, frequent pubs with and I haven't got a life of my own. felt very isolated and very alone and I took out my phone and... Um, I was going to take a photo, try to take a photo of the sign saying the pizzas and the, and the Coke for two ninety nine, two toppings or three toppings, can't remember. And as I was stumbling, as I was fumbling around with my phone, trying to kind of like get the, get the thing. And You're going to send it to John. I was going to send it to John. I was going to say, miss you, buddy. And uh, nice the... Uh, I think the screen was a bit blurry and I couldn't quite get it right. I couldn't quite work out my phone. And as I walked, as, uh, as, I, <laughs> as I was stood there, this guy out, out the front of the shop, this guy you know, pushed into me with his girlfriend. And he said, uh, he looked at me, he said, uh, all right, granddad. I went, oh, 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 granddad, I must be old. I'm, you know, it's this young guy that's just pushed me out of the way. And then he said again, uh, Oi, Grandad. And I was like, Oh God, he's starting on me. And I sort of like, uh, sort of like, I don't need any of this. So I took, <laughs> I, I, I took the photo and I sort of like started um, walking down the road away from him. And he's like, Oi, Grandad, Grandad. He's like, and I, and I, and I was stood at the, I stood at the, the, the crossing lights, trying to, trying to get across. If you know, <laughs> if you know the crossing, it's uh, just before. Um, uh, the Chinese restaurant by the music shops on London Road. And uh, he's like, Granddad! 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 And I was just going, oh, God, I'd do anything for John to be here now. I'd do anything. I just don't want to... This is what happens when you go home. You can never go home. Christmas is the worst. It's awful. People are horrible to you. Granddad! Granddad! Oh, God, I'm 
was almost in tears as they came out. I'm so unloving. Go on, go on, go on. Uncle! Uncle! <laughs> and I was like, oh, right, it's fine. He's a fan. <laughs> Uh, that's, I love it. That's my Christmas story. I really uh, like every it. Every year I wheel it out. I like it. I like it. It always makes me laugh. It's because it's kind of like got a happy ending. It I is. Suppose. Yeah, it but is it nice. was it was pretty it was pretty aggressive. I have it to always say. makes me even chuckle. for a fan. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, but yeah, Christmas. Yeah, I do like I do I do I do like the idea of Christmas. But it's kind of like one of those things. It's a bit like Clark Griswold where. You idealise it in your head, and then when it isn't actually doesn't live up to your expectations. I think the day I mean is is good and it's lovely and it's nice and and I do I mean I do make ceremony of the day, but uh, okay, <laughs> have a pork pie, <laughs> <laughs> pork pie for breakfast. Oh, uh, but like I think like I just quite like the whole thing of it. I like the build up and I like I like the idea of people putting lights up. I quite like it, you know, walking around town and all the illuminations <laughs> and all the shop windows and you know uh, urchins say alright governor and you know the snow's falling and you know what like, where mm. Victoria London no you know <laughs> so the, yeah. no but I just like I like it I like the I like the idea of it I like the sort of little build ups and the little um, have you got an advent calendar I do I've got a I've got a milky bar not milky bar milky bar yeah milky, milky bar. way milky bar Milky bar? The white chocolate. Oh, God. Do you not like white chocolate? Um, I'd actually, I don't mind it, actually. <laughs> but I, I, used, I used to not like it. I, well, I don't like it as much as milk chocolate. But, I love it. I love but, it. Um, oh, that's good to know. <laughs> Have you got an advent calendar, Nick? I do. I've got a, um, uh, a Kinder one. Oh, yeah. What, what comes with individually get? wrapped um, Kinder... Um, the, not a Kinder Egg, but you get uh, no toys. But you get the you know they do like a variety of chocolate bars. Oh yeah, so you might get a Bueno. So you get a tiny little mini Bueno, or you get like an every third day you get an absolute fucking disgusting monstrosity with stale uh, sugar puffs in them. Uh, absolutely vile. Yeah, what's that one called? I don't know, but um, I'm, I wouldn't buy it. If it's like a, if it's like maybe you like these other Kinder products, and maybe go, well, how, I don't maybe, like that. I'm maybe it's how they're doing a soft launch on a new Kinder product. Uh, no, because it's been around for a while. I remember I've accidentally bought one from a shop before. But, I don't know uh, how they are. But that's Kinder. That's the best of both worlds, isn't it? I mean, in many ways, you're white chocolate. I'm milk chocolate. In many ways, this show fan club is the Kinder surprise of uh, the radio yes. uh, broadcasting. Uh, what have you written here? Um, well, Natalie, a producer, has put up. Oh, it's is is that your is that your one? Have you got a cheese advent calendar, Natalie? That's oh quite a nice. Oh my god, that's really good. So you, that so, seems very posh. So you eat a block of cheese every morning. Um, uh, do you do it in the morning or you do it at night? Do it in the morning. You eat cheese first thing in the morning. Then first to the twenty fourth, cheese twenty fifth, pork pie. Best way to start the day. That's Natalie. Uh, that's a little rhyme that she says to uh, <laughs> keep her in the mindset that it's only for twenty four days. She doesn't have to do it forever. <laughs> um, that's good. That's no, quite nice. Isn't it? it seems quite posh. Do you have to keep it in the fridge then? Yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, not in a radiator. You have to keep it in the fridge. Oh bloody hell! Don't know if I've got oh, enough room in my good. fridge. You know. Oh, it's a saga in it. I'm getting you. Getting you a bit of cheese out every morning. Um, this is a very relaxed episode. Tell you so who I, it is relaxed, isn't it? It's very relaxed. It's because, it's my, Christmas. It's because of my pills. Um, <laughs> so, uh, tell you who I met the other day. Who did you meet? Peter Davison. Doctor Who, Peter Davison? Yeah. The singer from the theme of Button Moon, Peter Davison. Yeah. 
Wow. He's, he was. They did. He sang the intro and someone else sang the outro. Or was it I the other way around? Uh, maybe. maybe it right. wasn't the same. Somebody else sung the outro. Oh, okay. It was like uh, maybe he sang the outro. I wonder if that was because of Doctor Who and they wanted like a space person to sing it. I think Peter Davison has. Uh, he. Uh, we did a reading. We went to. Um, it was so. Sean Hughes died last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedian Sean Hughes died last year, and um, I saw I, I I got to know him in um, a bit later on, and th- um, there was uh, a poetry memorial reading on Monday, where a bunch of people um, at the King downstairs at the King's Head, where I did my first gig in Crouch oh, yeah. um, and apparently he did his first UK gig there or English England gig in England. Sean Hughes. Yeah. Um, the story is that uh, he was uh, in a double act and uh, they had a fight on the plane. <laughs> uh, and by the time <laughs> he got to England, he was a solo artist. <laughs> uh, and uh, anyway, so he, he used to write poetry and uh, a bunch of people read some poetry out. Um, a bunch of comedians and they asked me to do it. And um, that was a bit of a thing, a bit of a surprise. Because nice. Peter Davison did the TV Peter, show with him, didn't he? Uh, yeah. The Last Detective. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so uh, Peter Davison did some readings, and he's got a fucking incredible voice. That actor, isn't it? Trained. Yeah, but there were lots of actors there, and uh, Peter Capaldi was there as well. Peter, oh, yeah. Ca- well, I mean, Rishi Smith was there. Um, they've, I mean, they've got voices where you go, uh-huh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they practised or they were sight-reading, but it was fucking impressive. But Peter Davison's voice is absolutely oh, fucking yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah, I don't think of it as... So my name is, um, so my middle name, Tristan, is one of my middle names. I've got several middle names. Named after? It's named after uh, Peter Davidson's character in All Creatures Great and Small. There you go, Tristan Farnham. Is it Farnham? Farnham, Farnham. Siegfried. Yeah. Uh, no, it's James Harriet, isn't it? Yeah. And Siegfried, oh, maybe it's Farnham. Yeah, I think Farnan. it is. They're brothers, aren't they? Yeah, They're Siegfried two. and Tristan. Anyway, so I was named after. So I saw him, and I didn't. I was too shy to admit, to go up to him and say hello at first, but then I did, and then I was just like, "Fucking hell!" He always comes across like a really like good good guy. He I was think. really nice. I mean, I didn't talk. I didn't, it's not like we hung out, but I really wanted a photo, but I was too like, "Nah, I'm not going." But um, yeah, it was, and it's, and obviously Peter Capaldi was sort of like two feet away, and I had to go over and say, "Oh, hello, um, I, um, I, I, I'm named after you." I'd already been on stage, so he knew that I was part of the thing. Yeah, and, so he didn't um, say that. And I said, "Oh, I'm, I'm named after you." Said, oh, really? And uh, uh, yeah, and uh, then I had to like, because Peter Capaldi was like two feet away, <laughs> I had to go, "You're my favourite doctor," <laughs> and uh, then um, should have got one in the middle. What do you mean? You should have gotten both in the same photo, no. been in the middle, and then no. been. No, I have not seen Doctor Who since it got rebooted in the mid two thousands. No, but then, but it would still Who be was like it? A it was Christopher Eccleston. No, was he? Was he the first? He was the first one. They brought was back he the first. Who did I think it was? Who's never been Doctor Who? Go on, who is it? The, who do you, David who? Morrissey? David Morris. Always think that he's been Doctor Who. He's not at all, is he? No. It's Christopher Le- uh, Christopher Eccleston. I've not seen it. I've not seen it since Christopher Eccleston <coughs> started. That's but, a good um, question. Who do I think was Doctor Who but wasn't? But I think David Morris is a good one, right? Yeah, he would have been a type of. Uh, but he was, was in a Doctor Who Christmas special one. Yeah, maybe that's why. Wasn't he a bad guy or something? No, he was like a a good guy. He was a uh, like um, he thought he was. That's why. 
he thought he was the Doctor. Yeah, but also in my head, Christopher Eccleston and David Morrissey are sort of... Interchangeable. No, not, I wouldn't say interchangeable, but I would say that David Morrissey absorbs all of Christopher Eccleston's roles because I really love David Morrissey. I was always no, a big no, fan. No, but if, if, if Christopher Eccleston is listening, we'd love to have you on as a guest. <laughs> um, uh, I wonder if he is. I wonder if he's at home now, absolutely deflated. Um, <laughs> I love I like, but conversely, I've always loved Eccleston from uh, Our Friends in the North. I was, I was obsessed with it. I thought it was brilliant. And, Wasn't uh, David Morrissey in Our Friends in the North? No. Maybe you don't like David Morrissey. Which one was, what was David Morrissey in? <laughs> what was he in? He did that series Blackpool. No. It, like did. years ago uh, I swear I saw David Morrissey on stage he was in a play called Three Days of Rain with Colin Firth at the Almeida Theatre right um, uh, Three Days of Rain is the best play I've ever seen and Colin Firth is the best actor I've ever seen on stage and his uh, screen work doesn't really do him justice he was so incredible in that play I wrote about it in my A-levels and I got 100% and I always remember that <laughs> and on the way out um, David Morrissey was in. What was he in? You're nodding there. Okay, David Morrissey. I thought I thought it was David Morrissey. I don't think it was Christopher Eccleston, unless I've got it all mixed up in my head. But they were holding a charity bucket, and my mum donated some money, and she said, "Oh, you're horrible, you are." Like she didn't know the difference between <laughs> fiction and reality. Ah, Three Days of Rain was a 1999 production. Was it Don Warehouse? With Confer- David Morrissey, yeah. And so, what else was David Elizabeth Morrissey McGovern. in? He was in. He was in something. I thought he was in Our Friends in the North. No, uh, Daniel Craig was in Our Friends in the North. Yes. So, what was David Morrissey <laughs> in about that time? What was David Morrissey in in the mid nineties? Yeah. Uh, don't remember. Well, I'm sure Natalie will find out. We'll we'll give you the answer within the two-hour <laughs> within window. Within the two-hour window. Mm, um, anyway, yes. Um, so uh, let's put some energy into this. Um, so uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Woo! 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 <laughs> Nick and Nat's fan club. Yeah, we're back. And um, so uh, what? Uh, so uh, uh, what were we talking about? We we're talking about yeah. So I met T- Peter Davison. Yes. Um, yeah, really kind of uh, big big thing. So I saw Peter Davison on um, Legally Blonde. Uh, they, they did the Legally Blonde stage show. Who was he? Um, William he was, Shatner. He was the bad guy. Okay. Uh, and uh, my mum and my sister booked it for Father's Day, which I thought was one of the most selfish Father's Day gifts I've ever seen. <laughs> um, oh, guess what, Dad? Here's a treat for you. We're going to take you to see Legally Blonde. Have I told you this before? <laughs> no. There was, uh, who, was, who was the star? It was um, Sheridan... Uh, Sheridan Smith. Sheridan Smith. That's who I thought was in there. She was incredible. She's, like, she's incredible. Uh, the show wasn't very good, but she was brilliant. Um, and Legally Blonde... Um, Anyway, at the end, when they're doing all the all the bowing, Sheridan Smith comes. Uh, well, Peter Davison comes out, and all the cast come out. Does every, he do Button Moon? All the cast come out. <laughs> I'm going to ignore it. All the cast come out, and uh, uh, and everyone gets like like it's all basically thirteen uh, year old girls' birthday parties and Hindus. Everyone's going fucking mental. Uh, everything's pink and everyone's fucking mental except for my dad who's a bit subdued um, and, uh, uh, and pe- people are going fuck it and the cast are coming out and they're doing the curtain calls and they're all bowing everyone loves it and is it the cast some, some curtain calls that do that very curtain call which is a bit like 
where they they almost seem they act like they're surprised by like oh people are here and they sort of do that sort of fake thing where some people come out with a bit of uh, a bit of sass and a bit of yeah that's right. I've just done the big show. You know me. I know. I know. I mean, who did I see? Anthony Cher once. It was the most self-indulgent. It was kind of like uh, the way he, Anthony Cher bowed when I saw, I can't remember what the show was, um, uh, The Malcontent. Um, Anthony Cher came out and he bowed and it was like he was uh, saying, you're welcome. It was like it wasn't like you know, a bow. Yeah. A bow yeah. is to th- that's what I mean. The bow is to thank the audience, right? The bow is to go thank you, thank you, thank no, thank you, God. I, I mean, you can't do it without you. You sat through it all, and you're still here, and you and you liked it, and it, I can't believe you liked it. And thank you very much. I'm going to bow to you and say thank you. Whereas Anthony Chair comes out and goes, yeah. Yeah, you better clap. <laughs> and it was sort of like really kind of like, oh. yeah, it was I love like, it. I love it, it. it made you kind of like go, oh, I regret clapping, <laughs> you know, which is like the opposite of what it was meant to do. But we're watching Legally Blonde and they're all fucking coming out and they're all like going, oh, wow. It's like it's a party yeah. on the stage. And then Peter Davison comes out and everyone's like, boo, 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 Fucking hell, people were like really aggressive and angry. But Davison took it in his stride. And he he was sort of like, was like, yeah, I'm the bad guy. And then um, Sheridan Smith comes out and she takes a bow. I bet that's quite good fun. And then the Chihuahua runs out, right? Her Chihuahua. Right, yeah. And the Chihuahua gets a standing ovation. And you go, fucking hell. (laughs) Peter Davison just got booed the fuck out of. And then a fucking Chihuahua that learnt like three tricks. It's a fucking standing O. Uh, yeah, standing O, man. Yeah. Um, that was kind of like, that was a memory. Um, uh, but anyway, so uh, we've got the... Oh, do you know, let's, play, uh, let's play a Christmas song and then we'll get into the uh, Christmas radio times. Yes. Um, so uh, uh, this has got the most cringy... Uh, it's got the cringe... I think it's the cringiest intro to almost any song, let alone... It's almost worse than uh, David Essex's Ghostbusters. Well, I can't um, wait. Here we go. Yeah, so he's just explaining the joke there. It's kind of like, you go, fucking, there must be a fucking better way of introducing your... Okay, you call it Santa Claus, like claws, like the claws of a beast. Yes. But then he spells it and you go, isn't there a better way of doing it? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of that one. Then. It's uh, well, um, it, the better way would be you know, like Santa Claus is coming, and this Santa has claws, or Santa's coming, and this Santa has claws, and then do the song. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But don't fucking spe- like anything is better than just spelling your joke out. It's just like it's fucking pathetic. <laughs> uh, that song is better than. Um, Twisted Christmas, the Twisted Sister, but it sounds like um, the quality of his voice on that sounds like he did that in one take. Do you know what? It does still have a bit of it though. The bit where he's he's saying he's singing along, everyone's singing his song, that bit of it. Um, it does have something of his voice on that. I actually didn't mind at all. I thought it was quite it's classic garage rocky, classic Cooper. But it, it, but it is um, it is 
like a one take wonder mm. or maybe a couple of takes but there's not a lot of love put into it no uh, but I do think that the musical arrangement on that is interesting. I like, I, I think that they haven't just gone through the chords. Twisted Christmas is fucking appalling. <laughs> it's just an absolute. Twisted, Twisted, what's the man called from Twisted Sister? Dee Snyder. Dee Snyder. Because mm. he now almost like, his thing is that he, he, he kind of dresses up, doesn't he? He sort of cosplays as Twisted Sister in the 80s. He doesn't, it's more like. It feels much more like uh, a costume kind of job, doesn't it? He's, but I think that he's sort of, Dee Snyder is like a Technicolor Alice Cooper, where he's got like blonde crimped mm. hair and he wears kind of like um, a blue eyeshadow and pink blusher and stuff like that. So I think, uh, but they're around the same time, 70s. Um, there's a really good documentary about Trusted Sister. Dee Snyder's uh, thing was that um, in the 80s when uh, the mums against heavy metal, whatever that, movement was called mm -hmm. what was that movement called i know what you mean yeah it was called something like um it was when judas priest were getting done for devil worship and uh they were encouraging their fans to kill themselves and uh, d snyder they got d snyder to come in and uh, come into court and talk about you know um the dangers of heavy metal and how or like defend heavy metal to uh, like Christian mums against un-American activities or something like that. Stuff, isn't it? That always seems to happen with all that kind but, of anything that's at all like new. Just has this sort of. It seems so bizarre that that stuff becomes such a shocking thing for mums, where it all just seems quite silly, you know, and quite innocent. Well, it's ridiculous. Really. It's entertainment hmm. and like devil worship. The fact that you think that there's actual devil. I mean, the devil doesn't exist. Well, not <laughs> not in the form that you think, like not in a witchcraft magic way. You know, everyone has their own personal demons, but uh, that's more psychological. Um, oh God, <laughs> <sighs> keep it light. So, um, so, so, D. Uh, D. Snyder came in and he dressed up full D. Snyder. He had all, his hair like all big, and he put all his makeup on, and he was red denim, and he looked like an absolute fucking cunt. And uh, <laughs> he, he, he marches into court, and he sits down. And he's just really articulate and eloquent, and he like voices the like the um, uh, he puts the argument forward like what's why is it in our interest to uh, to have um, our cat fans kill themselves? Yeah, and uh, and how it's just entertainment and it's just a bit of fun, and um, and basically he just absolutely obliterates all of their arguments, and they were all expecting this absolute monster to come in, and he was just really sort of like, like and I think basically his whole career not that that not that was the peak of, but it might have been like the peak of his career Cer certainly the reason why he's still relevant because it actually pinpointed him in a, 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 a historical moment in music history where people went oh hang on a minute maybe i've misjudged the lead singer of twisted sister mm. and then they became a thing because i think they not that they were a novelty band you watch that documentary um we are twisted fucking sister and uh, that's a, i mean it's great you come out of it loving them but um yeah, I've been. I saw them support Alice Cooper once, and that was that was a pretty amazing gig. Yeah, really good. Anyway, so um, yeah, not a, not a good thing. Oh, so we'll do some fan mail, yeah. Yes. So what have we had? Uh, We've got some physical bit of. Uh, am I going to use the uh, mouse, or are you going to use the mouse? <laughs> You're going to use a yep mouse, okay? I'll okay. let you use it. We've had some fan mail sent in. How many? Uh, how many five star reviews have we got now? One hundred. 
because we asked for 100. Got 91. Oh, nine, nine reviews shy, but in actual fact, the two of those are four-star reviews. Yeah, and don't count. Don't count. So the average uh, review is five stars. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that there's 90... If 89 people have given you five stars, it doesn't even try and make a decimal point of it. It just it's obviously five stars. It's obviously mate. five stars. We will, we'll ignore those two cunts. That's but, what uh, iTunes, official iTunes policy. Just ignoring the cunts, and that's a good. Uh, if I can give in part one thing for Christmas, one <laughs> gift to our listeners, it would be uh, in the new year. Ignore the cunts. <laughs> Not us. Uh, tune in every week. <laughs> in case uh, that's not clear. We need, we need the listeners. Uh, but tell your friends. Uh, tell, tell, your, friends. Tell, your, tell your friends. First rule of fan club is... First rule of fan club. Tell your friends. Oh, um, first rule of fan club is... Tell, tell your friends. friends. Second rule of fan club. Follow the love of God, please. Please. Tell your, tell tell your friends. friends. Uh, tell your friends, but ignore the cunts. Um, so... Okay. When we're back. Uh, sorry, that was a bit hectic. Um... So we've had a lovely bit of fan mail here. We're up to 91, uh, 89, uh, 89 official reviews. Uh, 89 reviews worth looking at. Mm. A couple of ones that aren't worth it. Um, so that means we're still 11 shy for my Christmas dream, which was to have 100. 100. Maybe by the maybe 20, we'll maybe check on again the on Christmas 25th. Morning. Yeah, I'll, uh, have your pork pie and you'll, uh, I'll uh, open iTunes. my laptop. Uh, and unwrap my iTunes, and I'll see that we've got a hundred, so. hundred and two, but a hundred five-star reviews, <laughs> hundred and two reviews, not discounting the two idiots. Um, anyway, we've got some fan mail here. Happy holidays, fellas. Thank you. Love the show and your guest, especially Merritt Larwood. What a guy! Exclamation mark. Do you have a Christmas song you love that never gets played? She Came Home for Christmas by Mew is a personal fave. Not familiar with it. Not familiar with it, so probably doesn't get played enough. Yeah. I'm going to say mine is actually my choice for this week. Oh, right. Well, so I'll be playing one of mine, never gets played out. Mine is uh, Rockin' Robin or Little St. Nick. Good ones. Uh, either by uh, Jackson 5 or uh, what's the other one? Uh, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, oh, yeah. What's be- what's the Beach Boys one? They did a Christmas album, but it tends to be those. It's lots of Frosty the Snowman. Or if I'm just listening to an album, it'll be the Phil Spector one. But um, I have to say... It's a banger. My Oh, I also like fucking Shaken Stevens. Uh, oh, yeah? I, I, I like fucking him, <laughs> and then after I finish fucking him... No wonder you're shaking. Uh, uh, it's a real knee trembler. That's what they'd call him, Trembling Stevens, if they knew the, <laughs> if they knew the reality of the, dam- of the damage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I oh. love I love uh, Shaking Stevens Christmas song. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Um, which one's he? Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone, is it? Merry Christmas, everyone. Everyone. Yeah, it's fucking lovely. What a voice. And the way they do the key changes, absolutely fucking incredible. Anyway, uh, back to uh, the fan letter. Has there ever been a movie about Boxing Day? They could make a slash. <laughs> it was the voice. Was it Pierce Brosnan? Uh, could have been. It could have been. Could have been, been Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan doing, the, uh, doing the old Robin Hood. Robin, Robin Hood. Hood. Robin Hood. He went by many names. Robin of Larksley. <laughs> Robin of Sherwood. And of course, Rob- Robin, Robin Hood. Hood. Um, that's, that's an obscure reference, isn't it? Has there ever been a movie about Boxing Day? 
It's good. We'll they could there. make a slasher called the Boxing Day Massacre. Tagline: Some boxes are best left shut. There is a film called Boxing Day, starring uh, Daniel uh, Danny, Danny, Danny Houston. Danny Houston. I like Danny Houston. He's a good actor. Who is the son of? Uh, is he is he another John Houston son, or is he a nephew of or something? He's John Houston son. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was a Boxing Day film. Uh, some uh, Boxing Day. What's your, what's your tagline? It says uh, th- th- that's fan club, James. Thanks, James. Thank for you, your, James. Uh, thanks, James. Uh, has there ever been a movie about Boxing Day? They could make a slasher called The Boxing Day Massacre. Tagline: Some boxes are best left shut, or by the end of Boxing Day, you will be in a fucking box. <laughs> <laughs> There's another <laughs> film called Boxing Day. Uh, that looks depressing, though. It does, like a, that one, quite, quite a bleak one. Um, <laughs> here's some more. Uh, if you want to send us a review, uh, just go onto iTunes and, uh, and write it into the iTunes box. If you're not laughing, you're learning. That's one of my catchphrases. Um, rule number one, tell your friends. Can't recommend this high enough. Fun and insightful. <laughs> Nick and Nathaniel are a wonderful duo. Both are high cards. Nice. Enjoying the Alice Cooper educational. So lovely. Uh, is that is that from JRC? Is that the name? That's from JRC. JRC. <laughs> Don't remember, JRC. There was a, remember in Transformers a movie, the female Transformer. There's only one. It's called uh, it's called RC. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's called RC. Not row boobs. <laughs> Something sexually. trick. Sexually derogatory. Um, <clears throat> subliminally induced review Gav Cross. Gav Cross funny looking five stars after listening to the opening of today's podcast I have been drawn to leave this five star review it's a good one I like it very much thanks Gav Cross and I hope that you're not cross today yes. I am a fan of Hammer Carpent R3D thing I don't listen to this on iTunes, but felt strangely compelled to give it the five-ish stars. It so obviously deserves. Five-ish? Five-ish. That's Does that mean less I than I think five. they're thinking of news-ish, uh, which is another... Show on Football Network. Show on Football Network. But, uh, yeah, that's really great. Thanks for all of the... Keep, keep, the, keep, keep them uh, popping in. <laughs> <laughs> keep them popping in. We've got, we've got a letter. We've got physical actual physical fan mail. Physical fan mail. We've got loads to get through. I mean, this is such a fucking... Le- I mean, this is... It's a Christmas special. This is a Christmas special. Do you know what? And that's We've why we're on. fucking hard for all 12 year hours for you guys. <laughs> I mean, I would do 12 hours. It's, it feels like we're pacing ourselves when we've actually got a lot to get through. <laughs> we do. We've got loads. We've, we've got, got a guest in 14 minutes. Content. How long is it taking you to open that fucking envelope? <laughs> oh, this is, uh, this is from uh, Paul Martin-Smith, who's given us... Uh, 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 he's, he's drawn. He sent us a Christmas card. Christmas card. Has he drawn with it? Roy Roy Wood? Yeah. Has he really Roy drawn Wood. It? Let's just take a minute to look at that. What a Christmas card! Yeah. Let's In look fact, at, let's look at the. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? Little. Um, what do you call those? Those instruments. That's like a French horn, isn't it? French horn. It's not a French horn. What is it? Is it a coronet? Is it a coronet? The round ones. Mm. What's the, what's on the back there? Uh, it's uh, it's Paul McCartney, Linda McCartney, and a sheep. Brilliant. What's he doing to the sheep? <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> and him a vegetarian. Um, and he's done his own Christmas sh- uh, Christmas song list. Uh, so his ones are favourite. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm, d- I'm doing this wrong. 
Listen, Nelson's playing. Okay, uh, now uh, that was a lovely card that he's done. Uh, now let's let's listen to what's inside. Uh, to return a favour, here's a Christmas song, better or worse. Return a favour? What favour? I don't know. You've well, got I to wish it. you could. Look, look, you're reading the wrong side of the card. I am. Yeah, I've gone. Because what happens is you, you write on you write on the right hand side of the card, and then when you run out of the right hand side of the card, then you move over to the left hand side of the card. Thank you. You know nothing of card writing. Uh, Nat and Nick. Well, I wish it could be Nick and Nat's fan club every day. Nice. Wow. But that might drive producer Natalie further to drink. Further. Further, further to drink. She has cheese every morning. She must be having something with it. Port. Port. First thing in the morning. Cheers for the best podcast on radio of 2018. It's amazing, isn't it, that... Um the fumes off of your breath, Natalie, have uh, come through the uh, soundproof wall, <laughs> through the soundproof glass window, onto the airwaves. And what's his name? Uh, it's Paul Martin Smith. Paul Martin Smith has even picked up on uh, the abuse that's going onto your body. <laughs> Self-induced. Well, this is this is essentially he's given us a list of ten Christmas songs that we could do. She's as waving a, a bottle at me, swearing. Oh, she has got booze in the... Wow. Booze in the booth. Wow. Um, we could do these for better or worse, in fact. Maybe we should do them later. I could finish off reading the... Well, the rest of it, is, it says to return the I wish the it paper. could be fan club every day. Yeah. Yeah, and then what else? No, it, it says... There's loads of writing in there. That's what I've done, I've done that. Oh, I wasn't best, best podcast on the radio of 2018. Oh. Best regards, Paul Martinsmith. Paul Martinsmith. Do you know what? You're a keeper. You can stay. And he's done a list of Unless ten. you gave us a fucking four star, then you can <laughs> fuck right off. I think he was one of the original five stars. There's also uh, a list of ten Christmas songs that we could do um, as a better or worse. That's a good idea. Um, which I might do later. Oh, yeah, let's save it for later. Let's do that as a special Christmas, better or worse. We're going to be doing it. Um, right, there we go. Right, so um, whoa, right, so Christmas Radio Times. Yeah, we've got the new now, legendary got the radio Christmas time, Radio Times. Uh, uh, Christmas Radio Times, legendary Christmas uh, moment. But, of course, the only Radio Times that you guys need to remember are the times between 12 p.m. and 2 p.m. every Friday on FUBAR Radio. You can the, cut that out as an advert those, as well. are, those are the only radio times you need to... I, that's the only thing that I've pre-thought about today. Oh. To do today. It was a good one. Thank it you. It was worth it. It's worth it. How are we going to do this? Are we going to just go through the film section? I think, um, yeah, in fact, we could do that way. In fact, I've done... Uh, I could do it day by day. Or let's... In fact, let's go off. I can't believe that the Christmas Radio Times was £4.90. I tell you what, for £4.90 as well, Radio Times, I'm a big fan of the Radio Times. I'm probably one of your biggest champions. I would say it now ought to be square bound. It is poorly bound as a double issue. And I'd say even opening it, the first time I opened it, the middle pages are falling out. And that was before I even pulled out the travel section. I had to go uh, as I had to go three deep before I found one with staples intact on the spine. Do you know what? I think I was too excited and just went for the first one I saw. Of course you did. Of course you did. I couldn't wait. <clears throat> uh, whereas I, in fact, just, this is good. We've got. I had five minutes to kill while I was waiting for uh, a taxi, and uh, I just went and picked one up. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't regret it. I've got to say, but uh, still in, still, still bound. Feels like it's Christmas. It, feel, it really does. Uh, Andrew Collins, obviously, doing an absolutely amazing job um, at the film section. In fact, giving on the sec- Saturday, the twenty second, giving the Lone Ranger film of the day as hang a on, four What star. are you doing, jumping into the twenty second? That's the first one. First no, the first one is. Uh, 
Well, I mean, his movie of the month, his movie of the season is uh, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Okay, yeah, sure. Saturday is <laughs> Sorry, I'm just a little bit. Uh, I'm just a little bit on edge. Okay. He gives four stars. Film of the day: The Lone Ranger. Lone a Ranger. Much underrated film, I think. I, um, I, I think The Lone Ranger is great. Great uh, movie. Uh, what I would say about The Lone Ranger: Gore Verbinski. Uh, he directed the absolutely terrible parts of the Caribbean movies. He's like, like a, any of them. he's like an art house Michael Bay where they're just fucking <laughs> it's like watching noise it's just they're fucking terrible they, they, they don't make visual sense they're boring they're bloated there's just I just fucking hate the parts of the Caribbean films and then you go oh Gore Verbinski's made a what two and a half three hour Lone Ranger movie with Johnny Depp you go fucking hell and then you watch it and I think it's great I think all of the action sequences it feels great. like it feels like watching Raid to Lost Ark or something yeah, it's got I, that sort of the thing the bit on the train yeah amazing amazing sequence everything makes geographical sense everything's moving in, and it all makes sense it's got that thing that um, thing he was a bit like that Mad Max Fury Road has that thing where you can't quite work out how they're putting it all together because they're all in cars that are moving and yeah. there's people going from car to car it's like <laughs> that that action sequence is brilliant and like a proper incredibly well staged bit of action movie it's yeah it, i mean I, that's the my, my thing about action films the uh, you know modern action films where they're just like they're badly choreographed they're yeah. badly blocked they're badly shot you can never understand where oh yeah what, what's happening where Where's what's this happening man? where you know i mean well I, I think the first time i really noticed it was maybe uh armageddon where mm -hmm. they're both in rocket ships and you can't tell what the fuck is going yeah. on. You can't tell who's... You, you, they don't even establish who's in... Which. There's two spaceships that have, that have got, like, uh, uh, you know, A-listers in each one of them. And you can't tell who's in which one. And then one of them crashes and everyone dies in it. And you're just like, well, who's dead? And I don't know who was in mm. each... I find that with those, like... Um Michael Bay Transformers movies. My brain turns off because I go, I don't really know what I'm looking at now. I can't tell. I, I can't even identify what what this is in front of me. And I think parts of the Caribbean are sort of like that, where it's just, oh, fuck off. But um, I think, yeah, Lone Ranger, absolutely. I, you know, it's a good film, it, and it's beautiful to look at. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say, yeah, well done. Well done, Andrew Collins. Yeah, and what's the little tonto translates as fool in some languages. In the Spanish version of the film, he is renamed Toro, which means bull. That's a did you know, that's a fun fact. That fun fact. Uh, Muppets from 2011. Um, four stars. I hate it. I think it is a three-star movie. Yeah, it is a three-star movie. But it's it's also like a lot of the Muppet movies are there. I really love the Muppets, but a lot of the Muppet movies are in general three-star movies. And you go, it's fine. They're all fine and perfectly watchable and entertaining. Uh, the only one that I really, really love, and that's the one that I grew up with, is Muppets Take Manhattan. Which oh, yeah. I think is fucking great. But I quite like Great Muppet Caper. Nah, see, I didn't, but I didn't watch that when uh, I was growing up. I, I don't think I've even seen it. I probably don't think I've seen the Muppet movie or the Great Muppet Caper. Oh, wow. I'm not sure I've seen either of those. But I have seen, um, you know, all the others. And, uh, yeah, I really hate Treasure Island. I think that's fucking shit. Uh, yeah, so that's. I think the radio times tend to uh, mark up. They're, you know, sometimes, you know, Wizard of Oz, five stars, of course, but you can't get any bigger than five stars. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think sometimes Muppet, um, there's a few reviews in here that I think, uh, that's a bit much. Mm. Um, Generous, but, but it's good to be positive, isn't it? It's good yeah, to be sure. Positive. Casino Royale uh, on Sunday the 23rd, that is uh, a four-star movie. Mm. 
that's what Andrew Collins I don't know says. if I've seen it since it came out, but I remember it being all right. I do, but I don't give a shit about James no. Bond. Do you know what I mean? It's just like I will watch a James Bond film at the cinema, maybe, hmm. if if it's lucky. Um, I didn't watch, uh, what's the last one? Spectre. Hmm. I didn't watch that at the cinema. Um, I watched I watched that and it was on telly in the back. I don't know if I've seen all of the James Bond films. They're just like, you go, they're like one watches for me. You mm-hmm. know, you watch it and then you go, yeah, it's the next one. It's a formula. You know there's going to be another one. There's nothing of any consequence that happens other than, you know, if they're going to uh, recast someone like Judy Dench and replace them then you go oh yeah you've done a thing but fuck it, it doesn't, there's no consequences it's like watching an episode of EastEnders where it's just there'll be another one mm. um, I think that's how I feel about Marvel as what, well what, oh I, I, I do like the Marvel films. I don't hate the Marvel films I don't hate the James Bond films but they're like wallpapered for me they're just like yeah fine um, when you watch when you see the Ballad of Buster Scruggs yeah, I've seen it. And uh, the, the Cohen brothers have made a film on Netflix, and it's just kind of like, why'd you do that? And they just said, well, the landscape's changed so much that the only thing that you can actually get made in Hollywood is a big budget, like a $250 million superhero film. But if you want to make an art house film or something that's a bit more interesting, then you've got a, you're looking at having like a budget of uh, under $50 million, mm. which is not a big budget by today's standards. But, you know... Um, they either make big movies or teeny movies, right? Yeah, you got no mid, but there's no mid level. Yeah, there's no there's no mid level uh, movies anymore. And even if you, I suppose if you're going to make like a like a like what we were talking about last week, like a uh, like an eighties thriller, mm. the, you'd spend so much money on getting Harrison Ford in in the part that it would be like 150 million anyway, mm. or 200 million. Um, so. Uh, Alice in Wonderland, Tim Burton. Oh, yeah, two stars. Yeah, fine. Um, <laughs> now, this is a bit of a surprise. Zootropolis, five stars. I haven't, People love it. I've never seen it. Have you seen it? Um, I remember Brett Goldstein saying that he didn't like it. But maybe I'm, maybe but, I'm remembering it wrong. But so I do I've remember just it being, in general, I think it was well-received and people were into it. Five seems excessive, though, doesn't five it? Five seems crazy. It feels like a sort of... If you're going like, do you know what? It's actually a four. That's what it feels like. It feels, but I, I feel like Zoo, Zootropolis sort of like came and went, and I feel like it would have permeated, like Frozen. Mm. It's like, even if you've not seen Frozen, you sort of feel like you've seen Frozen. That's like permeated into so, society. Yeah, yeah. Zootropolis, I mean, I've never heard anyone talk about Zootropolis other than when it was out in the cinema. Um, uh, okay, cool. Uh, Monsters University. Is Monsters Eve, University, four stars. I think it's great. I think it's brilliant. Oh, really? Yeah, I'd go for it. Um, I think four is right, actually. Big Mama's House, three stars. That's a bit harsh. That's a five star. <laughs> um, it's on five star. The King and... Oh, it's on five star. The King and I. Is that Yul Brynner? Yul Brynner. Four stars. Mary Poppins, Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Five, five stars. stars. Of course it's five stars. Like, But in the, in the dark days of the 90s, mm-hmm. Radio Times regularly gave uh, uh, Mary Poppins one star. One star. Can you fucking believe that? Unbelievable. I, th- I think that that's absolutely insane. I and think those reviewers are reviewing our shows now on the radio. Unless, oh yeah, absolutely. They're just as harsh. They're just as harsh to Mary Poppins <laughs> in the 90s as they are to our show now. Mm. Whereas Mary Poppins was one star in the mm. 90s. Ours is a pitiful like four that, stars. To be fair, it's good that 89 people have still, even with that harsh criticism, still had to give it five. They had to. Had to. They couldn't no, take anything off. Um, Miracle on 34th Street what's that about 
I'll tell you. So, so old Chris Kringle, isn't he? He's standing on the uh, standing on the parade. Um, yeah, Mary. I can't believe that they would have ever given Mary Poppins. It is mad. Have it I made that insane. up? Do you think I've made that up? I can. I think in the nineties there were some baffling uh, numbers given to things in the Radio Times. Baffling figures. Ba- absolutely baffling. Rear window, five stars. Yes. Um, Christmas Day, the big Christmas Day movie this year is the Jungle Book. Do you think that you know this is a bit like um, this is a bit like the Scotsman coming out in the Edinburgh Festival? And do you think <laughs> kind of like uh, John Favreau is going through, <laughs> going through the Christmas reading times, going the Jungle Book, uh, the Jungle Book, uh, four stars, we got four. Uh, reads like a five. <laughs> Hugh Jackman's in there, going oh, the Greatest Showman, the Greatest Showman. Or then uh, they're looking at uh, Guys and Dolls. That was never four stars. <laughs> I think four for the Jungle Book is is fair. Actually, I liked it a lot. I thought Jungle Book, uh, the yeah, the, uh, yeah. I don't know how important these remakes are, but um, four is a fair room review. I, I think. thought it was good. Yeah, uh, Greatest Showman four stars. I think Greatest Showman is uh, one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> as I'm watch, as I was watching it, I was uh, I was just absolutely horrified by it. It was like one of those things where. I couldn't process it at the time. It was crazy. It looked dreadful. It looked like... But, I, but when I saw the uh, ad for it, I was like, I'm never watching that. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, four stars, fair enough. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, it's a bit bloated, isn't it? Um, uh, film of the day... Oh, this is boxing. So what's the big film on Christmas Day? Big film on Christmas, Christmas Day? day the Jungle Book. The Jungle Book. One. Well, that's one. not bad, is it? You used no. to, after the Queen's Speech, is that or before? After? Uh, right after. You used to stop everything on Christmas Day. To watch a film. To watch the film. Um... I tell you what, ITV, it's not on Christmas Day, it's on the Sunday following Christmas. I've got The Force Awakens, which I would have thought they would have absolutely slammed on uh, Christmas Day. I couldn't work out why a couple of weeks ago, uh, Revenge, uh, was it last week maybe? It's been on telly, hasn't it? Oh no, Revenge the... of the Sith was uh, was on a couple of weeks ago and I, was, I couldn't work out why. And then you go, oh wow, that's actually really fucking clever. Because what they've done is they've built it up for like the premiere. Is it the network TV premiere of The Force Awakens? Network TV premiere. Well, there you go. That's why they did it. Um, so you could watch one a week in order. Because mm. Return of the Jedi like, is, uh, is next week. That's four stars. Um, BFG, three stars. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, uh, even that's a bit generous. Although I think uh, fucking Mark Rylance is amazing in it. Like, you can tell that it's him throughout the... Mm. But I just think it's so weird that Steven Spielberg did it. Don't you think? Yeah, even at the time, I thought it was a sort of baffling sort of choice. But when you actually see the final film, you go, that's fucking weird. Um, should we keep doing this when, uh, with our guest? Maybe we could, yeah, we could. Because I think he's got, some in, he's got some controversial opinions on films. Does uh, he really? A.K.A. he's got an absolute terrible taste in movies. <laughs> Nick and Nat's fan club on Fubar Radio. <laughs> and we're back in the studio. That's a partridge um, family. Uh, that My a, Christmas card to you. What was the fucking uh, song that they were taking off there? Well, they were taking off. It sounded like they were doing a cover version of another song. No, no, no. We were in the other room taking a photo with uh, our guest now, Daniel Lawrence Taylor. Uh, uh, hello. Can I talk now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk, uh, okay, cool. I didn't say know. hello to the people at home. Hello, people at home. 
Uh, <laughs> Daniel Lawrence Taylor uh, is the star and writer, yeah. creator yeah. of the uh, ITV2 uh, sitcom Time Wasters. Yes, I am. Uh, it was originally going to be called Black, Black to the Future, wasn't it? Yes. But, uh, why and, wasn't it called that? Um, I think it was Universal, whoever, whoever it is, uh, said no. Oh, really? Yeah, we try, yeah, and we tried to push it, and they were like, "You can, but we'll see you." <laughs> and we was like, "Yeah, we don't make the kind of money you guys make, so we'll change it." it. Time no. wasters is quite a good title. Though, it's not it? bad. Like it grew on me. Like my producer came up with it, and I was like, oh, "No, I don't like it." And then eventually, I think because I was so so stuck to Black yeah, to the Future. That's a good. That's a but good. Black to the Future yeah. is it's not only it's a it's a, a good title and it's a good pun and all of that, but also it sort of describes what the show is. Yeah. 100%. And Time Wasters is a bit like, uh... Yeah, yeah. it's... Yeah, I mean, it's... I've just been in a sitcom called The Reluctant Landlord, oh, which yeah, yeah. I maintain sounds like a Buster Keaton short. And I'm just <laughs> like, that is the... When we were making it, I was going, that title's going to change, in it? That's mm. definitely going to change. That's definitely going to change. And it came no, out, and you yeah. go, wow, okay, cool. Yeah, but to be fair, like, I don't think anyone really cares. I, I think it's only if it's a really, really terrible title like when scrotal recall came out which is now called lovesick yeah like people really hate i didn't title. i didn't uh, when that came in said do you want to audition for something called scrotal recall i said no I oh really like, yeah, i just thought no yeah exactly um, i did audition uh but i i didn't get it um <laughs> but also it doesn't really matter i was i was doing a thing the other day and they said oh, you'll know nick helm from such things as bad uncle and it's like it's not called bad uncle <laughs> you're just making that up you're making up your own fucking thing um, <laughs> Do you know, that, have you seen that thing advertised on the underground? There's a thing where you can. It's so it, it, it's for if you're someone's uncle, you can buy kids cool gifts that they suggest. But the company's called Wicked Uncle, and I think that is a terrible uh, name for a website. Yeah, it just sounds. Like, I've got a Wicked Uncle. Um, <laughs> I think we all have. It's meant um, to be like Wicked Uncle, oh, but, it's okay, like, but it just like, looks like it looks like you shouldn't be seeing your uncle. Yeah, he's abusive. You can't see your uncle anymore. <laughs> he's in prison. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Wicked uncle, it's horrible. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, it probably links you to some weird websites as well. <laughs> you can get a t-shirt saying "Drunkle," which isn't uncle. good. No. Um, oh. Bad uncle, the sitcom. But you know, yeah. If, <laughs> Bad uncle, I love that sitcom. It's great. <laughs> I love it. This is the star of Uncle Buck. <laughs> bad uncle, bad uncle Buck. This is there's a fucking uh, there's a fucking thing that's an American thing called Uncle Nick. Oh really? Which I, which I get confused about. I think. Oh, maybe I did that. What is what's this? What's turning Daniel down a bit? Can you turn my headphones down a little bit? Yeah. And now I ask to turn them. Are up you turning me down? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, dude, because it's because it was me so close to me, but I can move too, away. It's too, no, no, no. It's not about. No, no, no. But I felt too it's close. Not to it anyway. like it's not for your science. It's not because it's not because you're too close to the mic, Daniel. I it's because like Natalie has failed. Oh, okay. Sorry. Right, you should be allowed to talk as close to the mic as no, you no, want no, to. No, no, no. I just feel uncomfortable. It's not you. It's not. It's not. This being this close is not me. It's not. It's just. It's, it's a not, little bit too funny. Calm down, Daniel. DLT, Dave Lee Travis. Um, <laughs> Daniel Lawrence Taylor. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm not unusual to have DLT on the radio airwaves uh, something like that I've just thought of it while we're, while we're talking there um, I always joke with uh, Brett Coldstein that um, I got him the part in Uncle of course I did and uh, he ah. auditioned for it and he won it on his own right 
but, um, but you're an uncle, and it's quite the opposite story, really. I begged them not to cast you. And, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> but the talent just broke through, and uh, mm. and I was just a little sidekick. That was it, really. Uh, yeah. No, you loved me. I Come do. On. I do. I love you. I love yeah. you so much. We've been trying to get you on this for ages. Um, uh, so thanks for doing it. But you've been busy filming the second series of Time Wasters. Yes. So How did that come out? Have you, have you managed to write a... I guess third series would be my... Your My little cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Look, true story. I did. I spoke to Nick and I was like, oh, actually, there's a great character for you to play. And then that whole episode got cut. Because it was too racist. <laughs> to be fair, your character was incredibly racist in it. Like, you would have had a whale of a time. Like, it was right what on you the street. No, you would have loved it. You know. would have loved it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because me being black, giving you license to be that racist, you would have loved it. No, I don't think so. I think so. No. I think that's a bit you. Oh, God. <laughs> We've worked together. We've worked together on and off for four or five years. Was yeah. there really a part for Nick, innit? No, no, no. Genuinely. It genuinely. sounds made up. It also sounds like... No, 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 like... it was. But that whole episode was cut because it genuinely was too racist. And, <laughs> too um, racist. Too what, racist what for... Happened? I, too <laughs> racist for ITV2. <laughs> what I like is you could do, like, when they do Hollyoaks late, you could have one that's, like, uh, Time Wasters racist. Yeah. You well, could have a late night one that's Maybe. Super. I mean, weirdly enough, I was the one that got rid of the episode because I don't mind being too racist to white people, but I don't like being too racist to black people. Right. So... That's Which in itself is racist, yeah. actually. Yeah, extremely. So maybe you're the racist. Yeah. Rather one, than saying one. on my show that I think that you'd make a really good racist because you've got it in you, which is uh, which is false. Uh, maybe one. it's you that's got the problem. Every time you see a, a, a white guy, you just think, yeah, I bet he wants to be a racist. Yeah, one hundred percent. Very true. Uh, he wants to be a racist. But he, but he wants to be a racist. He just needs uh, a, a, a black guy to write the words yeah, yeah. for him <laughs> and to give him permission yeah yeah the weirdly the one note that I did get was uh, why are in one of the episodes why are all the white people so horrible <laughs> and I was like um, are they and then I looked back and I was like yeah yeah I suppose I could tone it down a little bit yeah, do what you like can it sure show <laughs> <laughs> Next, series but, but, three. Series but that's three. but that's uh, but that's really good that you got. It's difficult to get a second series of anything. I mean, like, that sounded more bitter than it really meant to be. But, um, but I've made well lo- done. I've made lots well of first done. series of stuff, and then it, and 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 people don't tend to give stuff a chance for the second series. I know that Reluctant mm. Landlord has got a second series before the first series came up because uh, Romesh is so busy that if they didn't. Book him. Book him. Then we wouldn't have got, you know. But oh, I, wow. I, but but so, but that was when we were filming it. That was sort of like a relief because you go, oh, well then we we're free to sort of like experiment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're free to free, free to feel like, find our feet with the first series because then we've got a second series. Mm. But um, when you don't know about that, it feels like an incredible amount of pressure to go. Oh God, this better be good because this could be a. Yeah. It's hard because I really enjoyed making Loaded and. Um, and then, you know, you finish that and it left on a cliffhanger as well. And you go, oh, I guess we're not going to make another. Yeah. You don't see them people again. Yeah, it's really depressing. A similar thing with Cockroaches, where we were sure that we were going to do a second series. And then at the end of the first series, my character is being like carried away in a wheelbarrow. And he, is he alive? Is he dead? And we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never, we'll know. never do you, know. Do you know? 
Um, you could dead. exclusively reveal that he's, he's dead. dead. But the thing about cockroaches now, because <laughs> cockroaches was post-apocalyptic, so you'd think that the money that they spent on the first series, then they would have been able to save so much money on the second series by just doing another series. Do you know what I mean? You've yeah. built all the sets and, yeah. you've built, and you've got all the costumes. Why not just... So I found that a bit... Yeah. That's a bit. That's a bit frustrating. Also, um, you know, with heavy entertainment, we sort of left that open ended. We didn't leave it. It kind of finished as like episode six, but then also it was kind of like, but there could be another series. But then we didn't get another series of that. And you go, yeah, we built a set. Mm. You know what I mean? Why not just? Use it. I, I, they're not thinking about that. They're thinking about the fact that no, go and watch it. We've got a set now, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think that might be the reason. I think. Yeah. I but so it must sure. have done really well then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ITV2 were really, really happy. Got really, really good reviews. People really liked it. So All right, mate. Fucking uh, <laughs> Really loved it. Really. People were making fan art, uh, stopping me in the street, won some awards. I mean... Uh, it Did was you? Did you just... win some awards? No. no Not for no, acting. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're an excellent writer, but thanks, thanks, thanks. Uh, no, uh, no, it went, it went well, it went well, and uh, our commissioner Saskia, she really loved it, and she was a champion for it. So yeah, yeah. So we got a second series. That's great. When's that? Uh, March. It's better. Yeah. The much thing better. about the second series is you learn from your mistakes of the first series. Yeah, you go, oh, yeah. we won't fucking do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Partly that, and also like everyone. Even your actors knows what they're doing. Like they mm. all, they're just more comfortable in their characters. You're writing specifically for their voices as well. Yeah. So it's just like a good, and you you all kind of get on as well. And yeah. Often when you see like the first series of like real classic sitcoms now, you yeah. go, oh, actually, it's not. Yeah. They never that good at this. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go, oh, People are trying that. to find their feet. Blackhead yeah. is the classic one, but when you watch stuff, you know, when you go, oh, fucking yeah. hell, like it was like this huge historical epic that they filmed on location. And then they said you can only have a second series if you uh, cut uh, like 80% of all the characters and you have uh, you film it on on three sets in the studio. And they were like, oh, right. So that's why the second series is like really focused. Ah, okay. And the first series is... But then when you look, go back and look at Seinfeld, it's even weird, the colour... It's really subtle, but his flat is... His apartment is painted slightly differently. And it kind of like, that's weird. Red Dwarf changed almost every single series. Mm. Those are the only three that I can think of. <laughs> but like with Uncle, in the first series of Uncle, there were loads of scenes of me and the kid in a car driving around. Mm. And so we were on a low loader driving around all day. Uh, for, oh, Bad Uncle. Uh, uh, on Bad Uncle. <laughs> bad Uncle, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad Uncle Nick that Buck. <laughs> Um, but we were on a low loader, which is sort of like a, a tr like a truck that you, they put a car on, and then they film, they set all the cameras up. And Ollie, the director, hated doing those scenes so much, and they wasted so much time mm. that you would look at the next series, and there's no scenes of us in a, yeah. driving around in a car. And um, yeah, so you just learn, you just learn from that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I think, um, and I, I, I can imagine if we do do a series three, the amount of stuff that I will get rid of. For series three as well, a couple like more it, white people, in it, I suppose. Yeah, as well. well, I'd probably get rid of all the white people actually, <laughs> and just make it all black. That's my aim. Just an all black sitcom where we just are racist to white people. Wow, if, that, if that's even <laughs> that's possible, that's kind of crazy. It is, but that's comedy. <laughs> mm. so give the people what they want. Yeah, Not yeah, sure yeah. if it, or just what I want. <laughs> 
it's really weird, isn't it? That you've come on here to accuse me of being a racist, and you've outed At yourself. Christmas. At Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Merry you, Christmas. You used to be right. in a double act called Ginger and Black. Yes. When's I the would. last time you gigged? Uh, the last time we gigged, ah, about three, four years ago. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. Ginger and Black as being almost like when I started in stand-up it felt like you were a big act oh really like, oh yeah and the ginger and black <laughs> do you think you do I think when everyone's like everyone's like bigger boys and bigger girls aren't they yeah, when you start and course, I think like course. oh look ginger and black they're a big they're a big, <laughs> big deal, deal. Yeah, you were we quite were. big but, at Edinburgh but what, things, what, what are you say? <laughs> are you saying that but now but now now I'm thinking <laughs> what was all the fuss <laughs> about <laughs> looking back I'm really <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we weren't. We weren't. I, I mean, thought you were a big deal. Uh, one of my first jobs. One of my first. So I used to put out chairs for Hills Jago at Amuse Moose. Uh, was uh, and I didn't do the Amuse Moose course. Did you do the course? No, Eri did. But I didn't. So I didn't do the Amuse Moose course, and uh, and I just sort of like I needed to get out of the house. I was living in St Albans at the time. My life had fallen apart, and I'd moved back home. And uh, and so I got a job putting out chairs for Amuse Moose, just so I could do something involved in comedy. Yeah. And then you got to see like a comedy show every Friday, every Saturday night, and um, and then an opportunity arose for me to produce a night at Barcode in Soho oh, okay. for Stuart Miles, who was an ex Blue Peter presenter. I remember him. He did a drag, drag act called yeah. uh, Stella Ratner. That's right. And he did a thing at Barcode, which is uh, a gay bar in um, in deepest Soho it's near the windmill um, okay. I can't remember what street it was at not windmill street or no but Archer it, street with the theatre uh, there was a theatre there was a bar on one end I think John Smith's bar at one end yeah. and then uh, not, Archer John street Smith? I think it is what's John Smith it's not John Sam Smith Sam Smith's at one end the white then. horse at one end yeah 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 that was it Archer street and yeah. um, and uh, so I had to I got to produce this thing for Stuart Stuart Miles called Stella Seller and we had sort of like character acts and uh, not stand up it wasn't straight stand up it was kind of like um, yeah and I used to put out the chairs and do all the, the sound and stuff and I remember Ginger and Black came in and I was very nervous <laughs> <laughs> which I find hilarious <laughs> but I think we that was were, it it did feel like whenever you do those early gigs everyone you gig with who's been going more than a week I always yeah. I, even people who literally probably started a week before me my first few gigs I was always like oh god these people have obviously been going for years and they're all really <laughs> slick but they weren't and actually when you when you talk to them you realise they did actually just start within yeah. weeks that of like yeah, starting right, yeah but, but you just I, see I, them all as like super slick I, professionals. Yeah. I think I'd done. I think I'd done about three gigs by that point, and <laughs> um, and the, I remember because oh god, I mean I don't know. But Stuart, Stuart, Stuart Miles used to panic a bit when he went on stage. And so what he'd do, so the sound booth was at the side of the stage, but you were completely isolated from the from what was happening on the stage. So I was the technician. And I was like in charge of putting the chairs out and sorting out the microphone and doing all of the stuff and, and playing the CDs and everything like that. But what Stuart would do was uh, he'd do stuff like... I, so I was in an isolated booth at the side of the stage, like a royal box, but I had no <laughs> access to anything that was happening on the stage. And um, uh, so he'd do stuff like when he put the microphone back in the microphone holder, 
he would switch the microphone off, <laughs> right? And then um, uh, a, a, an act would come out with like a track that they had to sing along to, and they'd come out, and, then, and I'd pr press the track, and I didn't know that it switched the microphone off, and then the act would come out, and they'd start singing into the microphone, <laughs> oh, but the microphone no. wasn't on, and it was all tied to this music, and then they'd turn around with me and bollock at me, and they'd go, what, switch the fucking mic on! I'm like, I can't do anything from the box! I can't do anything! Stuart switched it off on the thing! And then there was another time where... Uh, What's it? Oh, Jeremy Lyons. God. Jeremy oh, Lyons yeah, yeah. came on, and he was there putting. And I said to um, Stuart, "I said, how long are you going to do?" He said, I'm going to do about five minutes. And I went round to Jeremy Lyons, and I was backstage, and uh, and Stella Retna was on stage, like uh, doing doing a bit. And uh, I was like saying, to "Jeremy, right?" So he's going to do about five minutes. And as I'm saying that, Jeremy's kind of like stuffing all these props into his jacket and stuff like that. And uh, uh, and uh, Stuart just introduced him. And he was like halfway through getting on stage, oh, and Jeremy turned around to me, and "Oh, you fucker! <laughs> you shouldn't do that!" I've got to go. And he, he rushed. He just stuffed yeah. all the stuff on, and he ran out on stage to do it. And I was, I was always in trouble. It but was that just wasn't kind of like, your fault. None of yeah. it was my fault. I, can't, I mean, yeah, I, I, there's stuff I want to say and I can't say it. It's not like he goes, "Oh, better not." Yeah, it was, it was uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a learning experience. But yeah. It it was, yeah. They were I, good fun, though. I remember those gigs. Yeah. I, well, we enjoyed them, but I suppose we weren't doing tech and all of that stuff and no. trying <laughs> to keep this shambolic thing together. No. But, yeah, it was shambolic, but it was all right. So yeah. what year was that? What year did you start Ginger and Black? Oh, God. Uh, so Erin and I, we went to uni together. So we took an Edinburgh show up, and there was like a fi five of us, so we took a sketch show up. And then I think it was a year after, maybe two years later, where Eric was like, oh, do you want to do some stand-up? And I had, weirdly, I had no interest in comedy, uh, but I was like, no. yeah, why not? No, no not in the It's evident. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Nothing. Carry on. Cool. Can we turn up these mics? I'm not quite sure <laughs> what you're saying. Um, and I think we started funny. in 2000. And, oh, oh, well, um, I'm on. a stand-up comedian. Carry That's on. what I'm talking about when Carry I first started comedy. Double act. More, more sketches. Yeah. Well, we did do the stand-up circuit. So, yeah. I mean, and some songs the, as well. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. But really so do you. So you do songs yeah. as well. I don't consider myself a stand-up well, comedian. Oh, really? What do you consider yourself? Well, I'm an all-rounder. Oh, really? Oh, cool. All right. You sure. read in the radio times. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, yeah don't let me, don't Just let me see what's on uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven. No, dude, Kung Fu Panda three stars. Cool. Kung Fu three. Panda three three stars. Okay, that's what. Okay, because I would have said it was. One so, uh, what is this? And, what is this? Um, so uh, you started. Uh, <laughs> the first Kung Fu Panda is definitely at least a four, I think. Yeah, sure. Um, so what? Jack Black's best work. Okay, good. Continue. You're, you're not being sarcastic, are you? No, no, no good. Who okay. doesn't like uh, Jack Black? Come on, guys. Yeah, no, Christmas. It's Christmas. Love, yeah, I just remembered joke. why we why stopped making we Uncle now. People say, you're going to make a full series of Uncle. No, Daniel Lawrence Taylor is the reason. Um, Please let's not fight at really, Christmas. Today of all days. My character and Uncle is really lovely, but I'm a cunt. Um, no, no, no. So we started back in 2006. Uh, and then, yeah, and then we, we were gigging up until, but yeah, about three, four years ago. But we still work together. We write together. Saw on Sunday chucked around ideas so we still like pitch stuff together but yeah we just don't do the what I call stand up but Nick would call just performing performing yeah, yeah, yeah. getting so out we don't the house perform, we don't get out the house anymore together no so, sure yeah, yeah. Uh, no a double act is, is a thing but I wouldn't say uh, wouldn't say stand up 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for having me. It's really lovely. Um, oh, the police. Police. Okay. Um, the uh, so uh, oh, fuck it. So, do you like Christmas? Um, I do. I do. I don't like Christmas songs. Oh. I realised recently I don't like Christmas songs. None of them. No. What about Oh, I wish what? it could be Christmas every day? Do you no. Know oh no, I hate those. No. I, do you what know about, what? I don't... Uh, all I want for Christmas is you. All I want. Okay. Oh, I can. I can. I think the reason that I don't like them is that when you go into every single shop and they're just constantly playing them again and again and again, and I don't like the. F there's something just quite sad about little drummer it. boy. Uh, how does that one go? Uh, ra -ba -bum -bum. Bum -bum. Uh, do, 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 Zooey. <laughs> or would you? Because you did, I mean, Zowie is just as bad as Zooey. So. Zowie Bowie. Yeah. Zooey Bowie. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's what the I same. Like is and you wouldn't call it Zooey Bowie. And you wouldn't call it <laughs> Zowie Bowie. Well, Zowie, Zowie Bowie, I like that he was born Zowie Bowie. And I like that he became Duncan Jones. And it's, it's sort of that when you have it's a, it's the opposite of being like giving yourself a sort of mad name when you're older. Yeah, He's yeah. gone. No, I want to be called Duncan. I want he, to be he wants like a real like people. regular name. Yeah, it's I my name now. Normal boy. Yeah. Um, what's that song? How does that one go? The Bowie and that one. We just did it. That was like oh, one. is that the rubber pump? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, well they do. I mean, it's day. not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's um, not theirs, but no, no. But they do a version of it. Oh, they I see. Okay, okay. Um, Bowie. I, I actually saw. It says here, anyone who pronounces it Bowie to rhyme with Howie or Towie is wrong. This is true, even if you get confused by the name of his son Zowie Bowie. Uh, now Duncan Jones, because uh, in that case, Zowie is pronounced like uh, the girl's name Zoe, and not the more expressive Zowie. So it's Zoe Bowie. No, it's saying that's right. We were right. For no, it's saying it. Bowie, it's not. It's, it's the same, same with Howie or Towie. It's not. Uh, anyone who pronounces it Bowie to rhyme with Howie or Towie is wrong. It's true, even if you get same? confused by the name. This is, this is true, even <laughs> if you get confused by the name. Zowie is pronounced like the girl's name Zoe. So you say Zoe Bowie. Okay. Zoe Bowie. Well, but, but, uh, Bowie I think that that's it wrong. wasn't his real name. I, he says it, but he said it both ways. He, he said it both said, ways, actually. I saw an interview with him saying, yeah. I just made it up. Yeah, made it up. Say it both ways. Say it how you like. Yeah, doesn't care. Doesn't wow. give a shit. I'm dead he, now. he gives less of a shit <laughs> than his so-called fans <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be uh, jumping on the bandwagon after he died. <laughs> Not uh, one person being a fan of Zo uh, uh, David so, Bowie. Before he died. Before he died. That's why he died penniless. Um, <laughs> no one. No one's heard of him. Sure. No one bought his records. No one's heard of him. I saw the man who fell to earth the other day. Because what's his name? Because he died. died and then he, Nicholas, Nick, Nick, Nick Rowe. Nick, Nick Rowe died. died. Man who fell to earth. What a Love movie. It. What Love a it. movie. You seen it? No. More of a Labyrinth fan, are we? Uh, yeah, I am. Because it's got puppets. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What, what, what's wrong with puppets? <laughs> the Mother Christmas Carol is one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, fine. It's a great fucking so, movie. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you that. Yeah. Muppets. Yeah. Uh, You'll give me that. It's, it's I'll give you that. But it's you probably back. like Treasure Island. 
I've not seen it. Oh, wow. I've seen not even seen it, but when you did see it, you'd fucking love it. <laughs> oh, I'd fucking go crazy. Have you got a puppet? Just going to change the subject very slightly, um, but I've just looked down at the Rainy Times. My eye fell on the fact that on Christmas, on Boxing Day, the, the animated movie Trolls, based on the uh, popular. Mm. Uh, little the little figures. plastic yeah, dolls yeah. with the with the hair. Yeah. Four stars. <laughs> no, come on, come on. Someone's isn't that like? Drinking. Isn't I thought that that was like the uh, fucking emoji movie. <laughs> you right? know what yeah. I thought, sir. Four stars. How However, much? are we just saying that because? I mean, we haven't seen it. Yeah, we exactly. It's so unfair, we should, isn't it? Yeah, we should stop judging. Yeah, fucking yeah, hell. Yeah. So on Boxing Day, Kung Fu Panda Two is on. That got three stars. Does that mean that on Chris uh, and the day after Boxing Day, Kung Fu Panda Three is on? So that also got three back. stars. Go but on Boxing Day, out of the two choices of uh, Andrew Collins's choices, he gave uh, a Holiday Inn on Boxing Day. Yeah, that, that, that gets a choice of the day, pick of the day. Mm. But then also pick of the day is the BFG. Okay. Which got three stars. Kung Fu Panda 2, three stars. But then you go over to Thursday the 27th, Kung Fu Panda 3 is pick of the day. So it's <laughs> it's as good as Kung Fu Panda 2. No, I think it's probably just saying, but depending on what, sort of of like what else fucking, is on that day, it's yeah, going to be yeah, a dreadful yeah, yeah, day yeah, of movies. Yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, but Kung Fu Panda 1 is not on on Christmas Day. What the F? What uh, the actual F? What about Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve? Well, you only got the bloody Lego movie, which well, is four stars. Uh, what was confusing, BBC One was showing Monsters University, but ITV was showing Monsters Inc. later. Uh, later on. They don't even call each other up. <laughs> See what else? What are you doing? I'll put that on the day before so you can watch both. What's, what's going on? Monsters University is on BBC One on like the 23rd or something, whereas ITV is showing Monsters Inc. on like the 27th. And you go, oh, that's yeah. annoying. Oh, can't yeah. you guys just get on? It's like, uh, it's like, can't you just um, do the thing where they, like, play that football match that they did on No Man's Land? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's <laughs> Christmas, guys. ITV and BBC One. Can't you just show the Monsters movies in, in order? In, in so we can watch order. them in chronological Oh, actually, just realised, Monsters University is a prequel. <laughs> It's all right, then. It's all right. It's all right. Um, oh, that's, a, that's like a Christmas miracle. There's a movie called Home that's on on Christmas Eve. Uh, that got three stars. But that would be confusing, wouldn't it? It says here, E.T. meets Lilo and Stitch in this sweet screwball culture clash comedy adapted from Adam Rex's children's novel, The True Meaning of... Uh, smack day. Now uh, it's called home. Uh, but uh, but home. but if you were on your own watching that, and someone said, "What are you doing tonight?" You're going to say, "I'm watching Home Alone," and they'd oh, think yes. that you're watching quite a different movie, wouldn't they? Excellent. Oh, stuff. that's my fun take on the Radio Times <laughs> Christmas special. Um, was this improvised? Did you? I, I didn't. Not only was it improvised. Uh, wow. I, I just Go thought on. of it just then. Whoa. Wow. Um, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, Incredible. four stars, generous. Temple of Doom. Temple four. of Doom, four stars generous. I think it, yeah, they yeah. hate it. Wow, okay. Hate it. Mm. But I've got that about Spielberg sequels. Oh, uh, Skyfall, five wow. stars. Skyfall, five stars. Die Hard, four, <sighs> Die Hard 4, four stars. Die Hard 4. Which Die is Hard that one? 4? Is that the one with the... Uh, yeah, uh, the Justin Long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, the one where he drives a, a car into a helicopter, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it like a truck? Is he to go up a thing or something? Yeah, he it's jumps a truck, on, isn't it? He's he's on a truck on a uh, on a on a sort of like a what do you call that? It's like an overpass, and he's mm. driving a truck, and then the, it gets blown up by a Harrier jump jet, and he runs at, jumps out the truck onto the Harrier jump jet, runs around the Harrier jump jet like a hamster, and uh, yes. 
Yeah. Um, do you know what? I actually really like Die Hard 4. I enjoyed it as well. Now, I don't remember I would, enjoying it. What I would say about Die Hard 4 is that you've got a, the Die Hard trilogy, mm-hmm. and then years later, you, uh, Bruce Willis made loads of really kind of like uh, mid-level, mid-level budgeted um, action thrillers that weren't very good. Striking Distance. No, not just that though. Stuff like Hostage, uh, like later on, like in okay. the in the two thousands, and um, and he just basically didn't make. So I think Die Hard Four, it's not a very good. It's in a different universe to the original Die Hard Three, mm-hmm. the, the three Die Hard films. But it gave Bruce Willis a budget to actually make a fun action film. Yeah on that level mm. and so you go yeah sure it's a terrible Die Hard film because it's so unrealistic the whole point of Die Hard is uh, he, uh, you know he walked on glass and his feet are all bleeding and now mm. he's all fucked up and he's got to save his wife you know mm. and he's stuck in a building and there's terrorists and, you know when you're running around on the back of a Harrier jump jet that's flying around then it doesn't ceases to make any I know what you mean but at the same time I suppose that you have you have to top escalate what, yeah exactly and yeah. so because you would just be a bit like well we've already had Die Hard I'd prefer for him to go ridiculous you know I'm running bu- around a jet rather than I think mm, I don't know I think that maybe fu- the fun part of that is finding uh, the constraints isn't it saying what you can get away with within these small within the limitations mm-hmm. you know, you've well, set so the by, rules by four it becomes it becomes like a PG-13 franchise doesn't it where it's like he doesn't smoke hard. he doesn't swear there's yeah. no blood oh, in it okay. so they do sort of change them because there's that bit that they change it because he's not allowed to say motherfucker in, in four so uh, he ends it by going yippee and he, apparently he's allowed to say fuck once so they save it up and he <laughs> shoots someone and says yippee motherfuck fires a gun and you can't hear the end of it because uh, he's not allowed to say motherfucker. That's quite depressing that you told me that. No, it is. I mean, it's all there. But then there is a uh, there is like a, a, an unrated version, which is... Um, oh, is there? there? Yeah, but they just add CGI blood and stuff. In CGI there. swearing. And, uh, CGI swearing, CGI blood. It <laughs> ends on, it ends on uh, Fortunate Son by Credence Clearwater. And there's a whole ch- ch- chat in there oh, about okay. Credence Clearwater, which I really enjoy. Um, I like I like Die Hard 4, and I would say Four Stars is a fair enough review. But... Oh, okay. um, but I think of it as like it's just a fun action film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. I was going to say it's the same as how I felt about Solo. I don't think I've seen the fifth Die Hard. I think oh I put man, me off. it's eighty minutes long. Wow. And all the others are two hours long. And Die Hard, um, Die Hard Five is eighty minutes long, and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> like the whole film is about um, John McClane's son is in is an undercover cop in Russia, and he gets uh, kidnapped. And uh, or arrested, and John McClane has to go to Russia to bail his son out. And I think fucking four or five times throughout the film, uh, John McClane goes, "I'm on vacation." <laughs> like, oh shit! Now this is happening. I'm on vacation. He's going to fight, and he's shooting someone. He's going, "I'm on vacation." But he says it. I'm not lying. He says mm. it four or five times, and it's just like all the way through. You just like going, "You're not on." You're, You're not, not on, on vacation. vacation. You're here to save your son. <laughs> You're you? there to save your son. You're specific, you've specifically gone to Russia to save your son. You've set it up. Do you reckon it was a rewrite? They just forgot at some point. But it's like, just going to be on holiday and all these things kick off. <laughs> but they, it always reminds me of uh, of uh, Billy Crystal getting dragged along by a by a, a, a charging bull 
He's like, checking, checking oh, on yeah. the dirt. He's going, I'm on vacation! <laughs> it's just like, no, but he is on vacation. He actually is on vacation. But in a, in a, um, in a, in a Die Hard movie, when he's there to bust his son out of a Russian prison, and he's gone uh, there specifically to do uh, that, and he goes around telling everyone that he's on vacation. It's just like, you're not on vacation, John. I'm sorry, but you've sold it to me. I like it. Die Hard 5, like it's wanna, fucking, wanna, it really is like fucking, it's terrible. But you funny. like catchphrases, yeah, yeah, you'll love so, catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Who does it now? Yeah. I don't know. Now. Oh, maybe there's a Christmas special. Let's Hopefully. see a catchphrase. <laughs> you can talk about yourself. I'll look at <laughs> so it's interesting to talk about 80 minutes. One of your, your choices you were going to talk about, Daniel, with the Jurassic Park franchise. And that's into the third Jurassic Park <laughs> movies like that, right? It is like a 90-minute, like, almost B-movie version of them, right? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. They are shockingly bad. Not all of them. No, I'm what, too fair. No, no. Um, so what, the Jurassic Park film. Are we talking about Jurassic Park or Jurassic, Jurassic Park. World? Just Jurassic Park, so those three. So, no, 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 no just all of them. them. Oh, all, there's all five. Yeah, 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 there's five. The last two are quite bad. I, I mean, the last one is very bad. I oh. like the last one, but I, I didn't really? like Jurassic World. I wow. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I didn't like Jurassic World, but I really enjoyed Jurassic Me World. Me too, I thought it was all right. Really? Yeah. yeah, but I think that that's a minority. I, I hear people slagging oh, really? off Fallen Kingdom all the time. Because I, I finally saw, I saw Jurassic World just before the second one came out and I had this thing like oh maybe I'll go and see it and I think we were doing this and we were like oh maybe we should go and see the new Jurassic Park so we can talk about it and I hadn't seen Jurassic World and I watched Jurassic World and was a bit like oh that's terrible and then when I watched this, the follow up one I was like this is alright much better really much yeah better, I like better. but it's, it's a genre changer it's a, like a horror film yeah and it's it, it's all that kind of it sort of brings much more it's much more of a sci-fi type film isn't it with lots of what, kind of can I just you're looking really angry here and what I, I, I just want to say livid every single Jurassic Park movie is a B movie even Jurassic Park 1 what? and Jurassic Park 1 has got yeah it's a what? B movie it's about a fucking magical island that invented that has oh, like okay. that has like scientific it's like a, it's like oh, a, a big God. budget B movie it's a big budget movie it's, it's a B movie what are you talking about? This is a fact. You know what? Finish, finish it's, your point. It's, um, <laughs> fucking there's an <laughs> island in the middle of the ocean that's got an evil mm. scientist on it that's created. It's the island of Dr. Moreau or something. It's like a B-movie science film, science fiction film. And I would say there's so many plot holes and there's so many kind of like inconsistencies with the first film that you go, yeah, it's a classic. But I don't, I don't think it's a classic in the same way that Jaws is a classic. I think Jaws reinvented cinema. Or maybe Jurassic Park reinvented cinema, really. Yes, it did. Um, Hold on, wait. Okay, I like so, it a lot. So, I like yeah, it. I like I'm it saying this is a huge yeah. Jurassic Park your fan. Your plot point, what, what do you mean? Like what? Well, what? like there's the T-Rex in the fence and in one shot there's a big ditch uh, leading up to the fence and in the next shot the T-Rex has actually stood right by the fence and then when the car gets pushed off uh, it goes down a ravine but two seconds earlier that wasn't a ravine it was actually the T-Rex paddock. So there's inconsistencies with... Uh, continuity errors and stuff like that um, just putting that out there um, you're, you're looking at me like this is the first time this has ever occurred to you no but I um, just feel like it was quite a big paddock and there was no literally where the it. car gets pushed over you know they, they add in an action sequence I know I just don't want you ruining my and I'm, I'm not film. ruining it I lo- and, and, and do you know what I watched well, Jurassic Park knowing all of those things and it, I, it doesn't bother me I, I think Jurassic Park is so good that you overlook those things yeah, yeah, whereas yeah, yeah. the sequels d- aren't yeah okay but I, I still wouldn't agree that you say that it's a B movie a high budget B movie like, I definitely would say that I think just in terms it's a monster, no, I mean, like, movie. Yeah, it's a monster, it's a monster movie. movie so I mean genre wise it feels like like a B movie. It's an A movie in terms of budget and you know, it's a massive and film. And execution. 
Yeah, and yeah, okay. and yeah. they've got it, and okay. they've got they've got Spielberg no. in to do a big sort of, but it is like a monster movie. It's not Kramer versus Kramer, mate. But, Fucking hell! But I, maybe it's just what my concept of what B movies are, because it's Jaws a B, B movie. No. Kind of, well, sort of. Yeah. I guess it's a monster it's movie. It's a monster movie, but I would say okay. stuff like science fiction, adventure, horror movie, like the Indiana Jones but, movies are B movies. Okay, so what? I mean, well, how would you define what a B movie is? Because I just thought a B movie was well. I guess technically, that do I guess technically, well. a B movie is is disposable it, popcorn. Yeah, and also, I guess a B movie doesn't exist now because they just used to be, in like what you'd have with now. The B movies film. are just the I only see. movies that people make. Okay, yeah. okay, all right, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll accept popcorn, that. popcorn movie. Yeah, all right, <laughs> popcorn. I, I still feel a little, a little bit deeper than that, but okay. Yeah, no, but it's a great, it's a really good movie. I just. That's not saying that it's not. There's no comment on quality. I just I prefer B movies. It just kind of gets my back up a little bit. When I don't know why. It's just my favorite film. What Jurassic Park is your favorite film? I'd probably say it is actually. But do you know why? It's probably because of the memories that it holds for me. I I don't think I don't. I wouldn't even backpedal. I think that Jurassic Park is an amazing film, and there were some days. I mean, I think uh, I'm not a huge Spielberg fan. But what I would say is that Jurassic Park and Jaws are two of my favourite all-time films. And I love Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones. I would say, given that Trolls got four stars in the Radio Times, (laughs) if Jurassic Park had anything less than five, I'd be furious. Jurassic Park is like a roller coaster. Mm. Yeah. And and what I would say about Jurassic Park, which they don't do in any of the sequels, is... uh, the talking scenes in Jurassic Park are as good as all the yeah, other That 100%. scene around the table when they're all talking about their own philosophies and ideas about evolution and whether they should do it or not with the lawyer and they're all eating in that room with the projections going on the wall. I think yeah. that is an absolutely fucking amazing scene for all of the actors. Mm. They yeah, all get yeah, a yeah. moment to shine. Mm. Yeah, they really establish the character. I think Jurassic Park is brilliant. And all the people... I remember at the time people going, fucking hell, it takes ages for the dinosaurs shirt, doesn't it? And you go, you're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> all of this stuff is as good as the dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. It's also really well... That stuff's really well realised in it. So it really... You do get the impression when it has its filmed all those kind of behind-the-scenes videos for within the park. Yeah, yeah, I really yeah, yeah. like how all that feels feels like genuine and like yeah. the kind of thing you would have in those things yeah so it's very well it's a very good world building except for thing. the fact that the, they expect you to believe that john hammond is going to turn up in person to interact with uh, <laughs> yeah. mr dna to be fair yes. I, but i just feel like that was for like the first few weeks and then they'd probably get a stand they'd probably get yeah, 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 yeah which mm-hmm. i i get but i think that was a problem with the new jurassic world when you talk about dialogue like it was so stilted and so bad. I think that's why I just couldn't get into it. Even the relationship with the granddad and the granddaughter, I was just like, all of this dialogue sounds. Oh, in the last one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, it just was. I think it because it just grated on me. Did you like Jurassic World? Do you know what I? I, I the reason why I enjoy the whole franchise is because I, I, I think because the first one had such an effect on me. I just fell in love with dinosaurs in general do you know what I mean and just the world of Jurassic Park and that's why I just keep going back to them again and again and again have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody no no no, oh, no. Right, okay. why has that got dinosaurs in it because the uh, <laughs> the main character no the, the guy that plays John Deacon who's the bass player in yeah. Queen mm-hmm. is uh, Tim from Jurassic Park Oh, really? Ah. He does this English accent, and the whole way through it, because he's sort of like mutated into an older man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole way through it, you're going, who is that? It's not guy? mutation, it's just normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, believe me, it's just he looks like yeah, he's yeah. mutated. 
<laughs> he looks like he's mutated. And uh, it's kind of like, you go, who's this cunt? And then you, because he's doing this British accent, and you're just like, who the fuck is it? And then you go, oh my God, it's the kid from Chester Park. Um, so um, put, put them in order. What, what order would you put them in? Um, one. One. <laughs> Obviously. Is that final place? One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one. Two is two. Is it just in the same order they came? Unbelievable. <laughs> two is two. Two is three. Three is three, four, five is five. Yeah, I think so. Really? I would do. Yeah. What would I do? I'd do one and then a huge gap. <laughs> like a huge, huge gap. One, five, three. What? Four, two. No. Two is much better than Well, we all fell out these. on the first series of Uncle. Yeah, I know. Like, we haven't brought it up yet. Yeah. <laughs> you've, never, you've never recovered, obviously. Yeah. No, 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 we did and recover. We, we, we were did really recover. great actors. And now I've brought it up. Like, and now I've brought it up. That we liked one another and we were friends in the show. We were like, filming, we fucking we were filming episode two and we were filming in a uh, in a, a, a civilian's house, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. And there was a crew of maybe 30, 40 people uh, filming in this house. It was the episode two where um, the kid gets uh, bullied at a party. Mm-hmm. And we had this big kitchen scene, and um, uh, and so we were filming. And we were there for a couple of days, and I just remember there was like thirty, forty cast members, and, and it was a party as well. So there were loads of essays and extras, and you know, and it was it was, a bit, and someone thought it was a, and we were just in a person's house. They had one toilet, and someone thought it would be a good idea to uh, book an <laughs> or you can eat Toby Carfrey for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell fucking uh, you think t- TV's glamorous oh, fucking gosh. hell you just <laughs> don't you just did not want to go to the toilet after lunch it was just fucking horrific imagine if you like the person who just said you can have my house for an afternoon you don't mind <laughs> yeah. it's just ruined with, well we'll guess we'll move yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was it though it was just like oh no the kids were crying it's just fucking hell everyone's <laughs> eyes were stinging it's just, oh you can eat Toby Carvery absolutely fucking uh, horrific um, uh, yeah so uh, fucking hell 60 Christmas dinners yeah. fucking hell and uh, anyway so um, we were we were I think it was raining we were stood outside and uh, you said that um, uh, The Lost World was as good as <laughs> Jurassic Park <laughs> and that fucking finished me I was so angry and then I think in the second season when, you, when we came back you sort of brought it up to sort of like annoy me and then the third series I just stopped interacting with you and I just hugged you and kissed you every day and then I just I, 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 I wore you down with love but um, I was just like, just stop going on about Jurassic. And so you're here today to Jurassic bring it all back two. up again. Look, I'm but we really saying, fell out over it. Like, like I, I got so angry. Ju- so, the mean, Lost World I, is, I think, one of the worst films no, I've no, ever no, seen no. at the cinema. I don't, I don't think it's that. Yeah. The gymnastics I, bit. Well, okay, I can't I believe you got kicked out of gymnastics. <laughs> when she, when, she, when his daughter uh, goes up and does, uh, she gets kicked out of gymnastics. She smuggles herself onto an That's island. Right. For of dinosaurs and then at the end she does some sort of like gymnastics move where she twirls around a thing kicks a velociraptor in the face (laughs) and then he goes can't believe you got kicked out of gymnastics So like fuck off I, all of you fuck yourselves I, in your, in, fuck your dicks and or cunts you fucking <laughs> pricks I to be fair like I think I was like pushing your buttons they're nowhere near the same but I still think it is a really 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 good film 
It's awful. No, 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 no. It no, is no, awful. No. I mean, they really, I mean, they do push the boat out. But I suppose if you can have Godzilla taking over a city, then you can have a T-Rex. I don't, I don't have a problem with those ideas. I love all those ideas. I think it's, I think the thing that really, I think it's smug and I think the tone is wrong. And, um, and there's something really weird about how, uh, some of those films I don't actually mind it I suppose it's quite a good death but some of the deaths in the Jurassic Park franchise are quite mean spirited where there's sort of like uh, the the deaths in the kit or especially in um, uh, Jurassic World mm-hmm. where the main bad guy who's played by what's his name out of Full Metal Jacket Vincent D'Onofrio yes um, the main bad guy gets killed off screen Mm. Like the, I think it's the velociraptor that comes up to get him, and then uh, the camera pans away, and there's like a splatter of blood. Whereas the assistant, uh, her assistant, that basically <laughs> yeah. is uh, yeah. getting married, she's trying to organise uh, a Hindu she, or yeah, something like that. She's slightly distracted, and for that, yeah. she becomes she gets <laughs> she gets she gets picked up oh, no. by a pterodactyl. Uh, she's swung screaming yeah. like at the top of her lungs, swung around through like the a air. rag doll. So yeah. it's probably every bone in her body's broken at bits. Uh-huh. Dropped in the water, nearly drowned. Picked up by another load of pterodactyls, then dragged out of the water. And as she's getting dragged out, she gets eaten by the yeah. fucking. It does. It feels really nasty for something that it feels like. Have we missed a page of like yeah. something? I, I think, like, what has she done? I think, yeah. that character, I think that character is really cut down. But and also, it's just kind of like Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, they are her nephews, right? That's they're her responsibility, and she's palmed them off to this assistant that's busy organising her fucking wedding. And it's just like you go fucking hell. It's just so. I think what that. I think what that smacks of is that it's quite a huge special effects scene. And so that's the sort of thing they go on, well, we want this shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. can you go away and make that, and then we'll make the film. And so it's one of those things that you've got to do early. Yeah, and yeah. so they built the scene, and then they go, right, okay, but we've cut that character. So now it's just completely... But it's just like Vincent then you'd have to build it up. You'd have to try and make her horrible then, right? You'd have to try and have her, like, kicking the kids. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have to put some stuff in there, yeah. right? You'd have to, like, you have to, like earn like, this hor- horrific because, death she Because it's not that she yeah. dies, it's the pornographic way in which yes, they drag it out. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, she, she can die off camera, right? Because there's good guys that die in Tressic Park, you know, like, um, who's the hunter? Oh, oh yeah, uh, Bob Peck. Bob Peck. So, um, so you know, he has like a noble death. Yeah, it's where quite. He's it's kind quite of like, yeah, where he's going like, he's the guy that says with the, velocir- the velociraptors. The, it's it's a, what is it? It's an, a dramatic irony, mm. isn't it? Where. Um, he warns everyone about how clever the, the he's the hunter, and he warns yeah. everyone about what great hunters the velociraptors are. And then at the end, he gets bested by his own techniques. Does he go yeah. to the clever girl? He's yeah, clever, yeah, clever girl. Yeah, clever thing. girl. Yeah. But that's good, isn't it? That's it is <laughs> good. That yeah, is good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was originally clever for a girl, <laughs> and uh, they cut it down because it was just wasn't the angle oh, that they were really? going for. I, uh, yeah, because it's a weird cut. It was really weird. It was really weird the way they added that in. <laughs> but um oh oh what happened? nine minutes nine minutes uh, wow um uh, I, uh so this is your favorite song Grow up, mate. Fucking old Fresh Prince of Bella. It's fucking a brilliant fucking song. How dare you? <laughs> Who are you? Cut the, the song off. The, from fresh, the fresh Prince of Bel End. Oh. oh! I just wanted to talk to you more because basically it doesn't play through on iTunes anyway, and fucking um, if people want to hear the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, then. 
it has all the extra verses I'm saying doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does, yeah it does, it does, the, it does do that, that the but I can't yeah. believe that we've been talking for like an hour I know I know I know, I know. Um, uh, yeah so Jurassic World good yeah so I Jurassic Park 2 brilliant film fucking love it terrible Jurassic World, I think I just, we went it's to cinema annoying. and watched it, and we just loved it. There's like lots of sequences. Jurassic that are really, Jurassic World. There's lots of sequences in it that I absolutely adored. I didn't like Jurassic World 2 because I, d- I couldn't get past the dialogue, and it just felt like a child wrote it. Jurassic World 2? Yeah. Uh, well, I can't understand why you would hire uh, Chris Pratt. And then not give him anything funny, to anything do. funny yeah. to do. But that's he's the thing. such a straight part, and you yeah, just like yeah. go. But that's the thing. It feels like it was like it doesn't feel like there was enough draft. It felt like the first draft. I really no. I, but do you know what? I think that's why I liked it. It was such a. That's why I liked Jurassic Part Three. Is that it's disposable. It's like dinosaurs. Fine, yeah. brilliant, and it's just disposable. Jurassic Park is a milestone, and if you can't do that, then just give us loads of dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. what I liked about uh, however in three Jurassic. <laughs> Three. The bit w- which was ridiculous was the whole communicating with Velociraptors with the bone, like when he was like talking to him. It didn't like, really strike me as really weird at the time, but I can I look back. But the people go with a bit when the, the Velociraptor talks, and you yeah, go, yeah. it was a dream sequence. <laughs> it's not an actual talking. It's not an actual talking <laughs> Velociraptor. He's like going hello, Alan, and then he well, wakes up. Yeah. He goes, huh? It's, like, it's meant well, to be weird. It's I meant mean, to be weird. Near enough, though. I mean, that's what happens at the end when he starts blowing through it, and then the Velociraptor's like, oh, guys, no, 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 back off it. And Velociraptors then it ends as well. And then and the whole military turn up, yeah, and then yeah, it ends. Yeah. So like, I know it's like, yeah. Uh, just going to finish off with uh, one bit of uh, fan mail that you wanted. This is the last fan mail of the year. Hey guys, Nick joked about the idea of Pat Stewart. We call him Patrick here, given the respect he Sir, fucking Sir deserves. Patrick. Hosting a paranormal show. Uh, make it so. I can't do it. I've got to get into it. Interestingly, Jonathan Frakes, his uh, Star Trek Next Generation co-star, actually did host a supernatural show called Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. I like your show, Arthur. Last fan mail of the year. Thank oh, nice. you. That's a really beautiful song. What movie is that from? It's from The Deer Hunter. Yes, there we go. Um, okay, this is the game. Oh. So that, it's, it's a spoiler, it's in The Deer Hunter. Okay. So this, what you this, have to do, Daniel, is say which of these things, whether the next thing is better or worse than the thing before it. Starting all Christmas songs this week, courtesy of Paul Mike Smith, starting with Wham's Last Christmas. But is that better or worse than Elton John's Step Into Christmas? I never heard Step Into Christmas. Christmas. Oh. Do you know what? Uh, worse. It's, it's worse. I think it, it's worse. It, it, it's much worse yeah, than Last yeah, Christmas. Elton John's Step, Step Into Christmas. Christmas. Never fucking heard yeah. of Step Into Christmas. That's why it's terrible. Worse. Terrible. That's why. Paul McCartney. It's more like Step Into Dog Shit. Christmas time. <laughs> Am I right? Christmas time. I mean, is it better or worse than Elton John's Step Into Christmas? Better, oh, even, better. If it's, even if it's awful, yeah, yeah, it's better. Yeah, I've never heard of Step I mean, Into I Christmas. I mean, I hate all Christmas songs, but better. Alice Cooper's Santa Claus is coming to town. That's fan club. C L A W S S A S. Is that Awful. Is it better or worse than Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time? Worse, worse. Is the Ronettes Frosty the Snowman better or worse than Alice Cooper's Santa Claus is coming to town? Better, yeah, better. Yeah. Is Christopher Lee's Little Drummer Boy better or worse than Ronette's oh, Frosty the Snowman? Your rendition worse. earlier, but better. Worse. Well, do you know what? It is worse, but, but I do enjoy it. It's David Bowie. It's a high card. Is David Bowie and Bing Crosby's Little Drummer Boy better or worse than Christopher Lee's Little Drummer Boy? Better. Oh, better. better. Yeah, better. I've not even heard this. Is William Shatner and Iggy Pop's Silent Night better wow. or worse than David Bowie and Bing Crosby's The Little Drummer Boy? 
going to go worse, but I've, I don't know. I've never heard of it, yeah. but I can't I imagine think William Shatner is a much underrated recording artist. Really? Yeah. His okay. album has been. It's one of the best albums I've ever heard. <laughs> wow. I have to Spotify this. Uh, Slade, Merry Christmas, everybody. Is it better or worse than William Shatner and Iggy Pop? Slide That's got to be almost the best one. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great. And his Wizards, I wish it could be Christmas every day. Better or worse? Oh, those are the big two, isn't it? Those are the big two. Go. I, I go better. Uh, I'm gonna go better. I think I, Slade's is better. Oh, I don't I, know. I think Wizards is better. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's my opinion, and the answer <laughs> is Slade. Okay. So uh, what's the uh, what's the score? Them's the rules. What's the Nine. Score? Nine. What a great Nine. score! Yeah. Fucking hell! But, Fucking hell! Yeah. End of the year. Well done, mate. Got, thanks. Who'd have thought you had it in you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, they've ruined it. They've ruined it. Wednesday the second, episode one, the Phantom Menace. Did you know, in the end credits, Jabba the Hutt, who has a brief cameo during the pod racing sequence, is credited as played by himself. <laughs> ILM having a bit of fun there. Um, so, uh, what, a wonderful, what, what, a wonderful, what a wonderful Christmas edition. Christmas edition. Yeah, like, a, like, a, like a proper Christmas, arguing, got, arguing between yourself. Yeah. You've got a nine. You've got a nine. I know. I'm a fucking... G. I mean, normally you have the results up here, Natalie, so that we can say what he's as good as. There oh, you got there oh, nine. You're as good as Michael Legg and Solomon Gray. Hey! Uh, but you're not as good as John Niven and Sean Harris. Yeah, they're and, uh, uh, but you're, <laughs> but, but the people that are not as good as you are uh, Claudie Blakely yes. uh, on eight, Suze yes. Kempner, Dickhead. Paul F. Taylor, Rebecca Sharks, Mark Smith, Carl Theobald, seven, Hayley Campbell, Brett Goldstein, Charlie Higgs, and Matthew Holness, Ian Smith, Josh Widdicombe. Six was Drunk Women Solving Crime, Colin Holt, Andy Kindler, Merritt Larwood, Lucy Porter, Rich Selling, Mark Simmons, David. Trent. Five was Yasmin Akram, Rob Deering. Four was Jack Barry, Bunny Galore. And all the way down at three, Sam Asher. Absolute dickhead. Very happy with that. So, what a lovely day. Um, All we've got to say is uh, it's just time to play our final song to um, the the final song of the year to just uh, take us out. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, um, everyone. um, uh, if you are listening to us, uh, don't uh, have us near a body of water because uh, we're on the radio. You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.